What's going on, drinking buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. But before we get into it, real quick, happy fucking Thanksgiving. We've almost made it, guys. It's the end of November in 2020. 2021 is around the fucking corner. So I just want to say fucking happy holidays. No ads this week. We're going to get right into it. Hopefully you're enjoying whatever meal you're deciding to do for Thanksgiving. Hopefully you're not killing your grandmother. And I hope you enjoy this podcast with my guest, Kira Noir. Kira's back. We talk about a bunch of shit. We talk about OnlyFans. We talk about traveling the world. We talk about the pandemic, of course, and a lot of other fun shit. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy this new episode with Kira Noir. How the fuck are you? It's been a minute. I am good. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. I'm going to pour myself a whiskey because it is officially five o'clock, so I can, you know, by the rules, do this. I'm going to drink Dog. wine that has Snoop, on Snoop Dogg's it? face on it. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that stuff's actually not bad. No, it's just like a, a pretty, like, like, good red blend. It's nothing fancy, but it's not bad. It's okay. I'm, I'm all about drinking what you like. And I can't justify like five hundred thousand dollar bottles of liquor. It's like, but I want to drink this. Like, <laughs> when you're spending that much on something that you're supposed to consume, it's like, what? Just so I can have it on my wall and be like, look, I spent this much money on alcohol. I'm never gonna drink. Mm-hmm. I either drink that once. I know some people like will drink all of it and then just have the empty bottle displayed too, and put flowers in it and stuff. So it's either like either you have something that you're never going to drink because it was so expensive, or it's just like, hey, look, I drank something expensive that one time. Aren't I cool? <laughs> Super cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just like it's flash. I mean, I've been, I have never tasted like a liquor that was so you know that was super high end that was like, yeah, this totally justifies the price of a hundred dollars a shot or. Mm-hmm. No, I'm really blessed with a peasant's tongue. Like, it does not take a lot to impress me. I don't need the fanciest food or drinks or anything like that. Like, I'm I'm very satisfied with my cheap red wine. Hey, here's to that. Mm. <laughs> I totally get, like, the whole ceremony of going out for a nice meal, like a high-end meal every once in a while. But I don't need it. No, like, I- it's... I feel like um, the the chefs that I've known over the years are kind of cursed in that way because they know like specifically the difference between good food and bad food, and so now they can't enjoy the bad food as much. I never want to get to that point. Like I will go out and enjoy a, a super nice meal and be like, oh, okay, that was nice, but then I'll go right back to eating trash <laughs> and be happy. I will too. I one hundred percent will too. But there, there's something about like when you go out for a really nice meal, like the level of service you get too, that it also just makes it mm-hmm. part of it. Like, <laughs> I always love uh, when they think that the guy that I'm with is going to pay, but it's me that has more money. And like, I'm like, no, 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 that's the, the bill is for me. <laughs> they never expect me to have the, the money or like to be the one that wants to pay it all. That's got to be disappointing in 20 fucking 20. Like, mm. 
I mean, it's just like when everybody's grown up being taught, like one, women don't pay for their food, and then two, black people don't tip. Um, so I always like to leave like a super generous tip uh, and make sure that like the, the person bringing the bill knows that I am the one that's taking it. There, there's sometimes it's frustrating them, like even though they see me take the bill and they see me put my car down, they'll still like bring the bill back to the guy to sign and everything. It's like, do you not understand? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I'm assuming that's just autopilot on their part. Like just yeah, mm -hmm. without thinking like, sir, do you approve this? Like, no, 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 no. (laughs) He ain't got no fucking money. Give me that. (laughs) When was the last time you went for a really expensive meal? Oh shit. It's been a hot minute. It has Mm -hmm. definitely been like a really good expensive meal. That's the one of the few things I miss about like my corporate job where I was on the road and had an expense account. Cause Mm -hmm. we did a lot of fine dining on the company dime. (laughs) <laughs> it's like oh yeah fucking hundred dollar steaks whatever on the corporate card mm. so it's probably we talked about business over these steaks business expense well it was me and like my <laughs> the team so legally what the well what company policy was at the time was we were allowed to spend sixty dollars per person per meal and by policy the most senior person at the table had to pay for the meal hmm. so sometimes we would invent that other people were at the meal that weren't really there <laughs> sometimes we'll be like oh yeah there was totally six of us at that steakhouse yeah yeah, yeah. No, of course i believe you why would you lie right yeah <laughs> why why were there only two steaks purchased don't worry about it <laughs> yeah it's... we split them they're, they're a really cool restaurant that let us cut it up into yeah. little separate pieces mm-hmm. oh man there was uh this place that my friend told me about in the beginning of the lockdown stuff um, where the chef was still making really awesome five course meals, but was serving them in her backyard. So everything could be outside and like very far apart tables. Like she had a really big house, like really big backyard. So everybody was very far away from each other. And I did that and I still felt guilty uh, for going out to eat. And I haven't done anything like that since then. That was, that was back in July. I, I've been good for most of COVID. I've gone out for like outdoor drinks a couple times and felt really like mixed about it every time. Yeah. It's like, cause you, you really miss being able to go and do those things. But then you're, you're wondering like, Oh, like, is this the thing? Like, is this bar really worth catching COVID? Well, and, <laughs> and yeah, is it like, this is, is this literally worth potentially dying over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I have this joke with my friends. Now, whenever we see a, a commercial for a fast food place, like the general vibe of those commercials now is like, Hey, it's Wendy's. You might as well die here. <laughs> hey, you were going to die here. A heart disease. Anyways, you might as well die yeah. COVID here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And well, for me, the I've been to I've been out three times since COVID, all for outdoor mm-hmm. sitting at bars. One of them, twice at one bar, which is my local that I love, and like they're kind of struggling. So it was kind of like uh, I want to spend a little bit. Like I hope they survive this, mm-hmm. and I still feel like wildly conflicted. Like I want to help my friends, but I'm also like this isn't worth dying over. Mm-hmm. And the other one, no, was, it, this. Oh, sorry, the other one was what? And the other one was just for chicken wings and potentially getting laid, which was not a great excuse, but... (laughs) Okay, the only other time I've gone out, um, it wasn't a fancy place, but it was a place I went out. I was also trying to get laid, so I feel you. (laughs) Lockdown's hard! It's like... No, I... So usually I'm a slut, um, and I'm a safe slut, like condoms and testing and all that kind of stuff, but I can't do that now. Um, so I have one fuck buddy and he gets tested. Like I, I pay for his test over the same place. I get tested for everything, including COVID. 
Um, so that's been working out great. But I miss being able to just go to a bar and drink and talk to people. And it's just, I, I'm not going to do that anymore. No. And, um, and, and the thing about it is, even if you decide to, like, every time I went to the bar, like, every time, like, the three times, literally all I did was talk to the people that I came there with at the table. It's not the same social, social environment. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not like where I'd be at a bar, like, sitting at the bar, like, just striking up conversations with people around me and all that shit. It's, right. That shit's gone. No, but my, my favorite bar used to be the Tonga Hut. I don't know if you've ever been there. I have indeed. Um, yeah, no, I, I love it. And it was the first bar I went to when I first moved to California. Um, and that used to be where I went. Like, I had two different friends who worked there. Um, so I would go and either just talk to them or just, like, join a random group and talk to people. And now... That's entirely out of the question because even if they could stay open, it's a really small bar. Like, yeah, really, and they get packed. Yeah, you know, close cords. Yeah, they get packed. So that's just not going to happen anymore. Um, Are you a member of I'm, the Drooling Bastard? Uh, Order of the Drooling Bastard? No, what is that? That's uh, the Tonga Hut's like prized if you drink like all their cocktails. Oh shit! No, no, no. I, I think I tried. To, I got like a little sheet of paper where yeah. you could check off all the stuff. That's but not... I would always get painkillers. So <laughs> yeah, that's. The... I, I wouldn't really. Mm-hmm. If you drink your way around that whole list, they put you on like a plaque and shit. See, I'm really hoping that by sometime next year things can open back up, and that that bar specifically can open back up because I know I know that, that was a thing. But I also know that when somebody told me that that was a thing, I was already kind of drunk and I didn't really care that much. <laughs> but now I would love to do that. I would love to take that challenge and just have excuses to go back there over and over. Yeah, like add more infamy. Like, look, look, I'm on the wall. I've drank yeah. everything. <laughs> Man, I'm, I am going to just be buzzed for this um, instead of getting drunk because I am recovering from boob surgery stuff um, oh shit so i'm trying not to drink too much yeah i got boobs yay, <laughs> yay. they're not big like even if i if i point down well that's like I was... you can't really tell yeah. that I, they had anything done yeah they're I just was... slightly bigger than normal but they're not huge like i don't really have like cleavage or anything you can see yeah but i mean the, they're <laughs> symmetrical they're good like thank yeah you, thank you but no, I'm about a, a C cup now. I, I I couldn't go huge. I wanted to get like huge, slutty bimbo titties, but my surgeon wouldn't let me. Um, and I wanted to trust him because he's he's done two of my other friends, and then theirs look great. But they started out with big natural boobs already. Um, for me, I have to have these C cups for a little bit, and then I can go back in April and expand a little bit more once my skin has stretched and all that. But my goal is to be like a double D at some point. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm right there already. So yeah. <laughs> Wait by COVID. Wouldn't wouldn't it be great if you could just donate titty to people? Like, like right. I have so many friends who have big naturals and they don't want them, and so many people who are naturally small and like what? Like I would take the back problems if I could be just huge and natural. I feel like that's a fair trade. Well, but I only have that mindset because I started out small. Well, and I I feel like you have good core strength. You'll be fine. Your back will be full. <laughs> You're insanely fit. Like. Not anymore. I haven't been able to work out for like six weeks. So now I have very, like, I'm not getting big, but I'm just, I don't have ab definition anymore because I, I, I can't exercise. Oh, It sucks. <laughs> You'll get back there. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to at least go on hikes and stuff again. Uh, and I can still go on walks. I, had, I have a, a little puppy. He's five months old, so I have to take him out a bunch. Um, and that's been helping me not be completely just at home on the couch all the time. That's awesome. What kind of puppy did you get? Mm. He's really small. He's a Maltese mix. Um, he's sleeping in his crate right now. Otherwise, I would bring him to the camera. But he's like this big. <laughs> and, and his name's Bubba. Uh, he's he's awesome. He's really smart, but he's really stubborn. 
and he's not completely housebroken yet. So anytime I don't have eyes on him, I have to put him in his crate. Otherwise, he will just pee. He doesn't, he doesn't give a fuck about where he pees right now. He does not have a preference for going outside like most dogs. He's like, this is mine, peeing on it. This is mine, peeing yeah. on it. No, 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 not even that. He's not even marking his territory yet because he's still like a, like a baby baby. Like, well, like there are some dogs who will, will like mark their territory inside and like they'll... That's why they lift up their leg and try to get it as high as possible because they're trying to signal to anybody else who may come across the pee. They're like, hey, like a big dog was here. Um, but for him, he still squats like a girl because he's not like trying to mark his territory. He's just, his bladder is full, so he pees. Like, he doesn't care where he pees. <laughs> he's like, I don't care if I'm, un- you know, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I'm just going to pee. It's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if I put him in his crate, um, he doesn't want to pee in there. So like then he would have to like lay on it and stuff. He doesn't want that. So that helps a little bit, but God, I, I knew that having a puppy would be really hard, but I didn't know it would be this hard for this long. And I'm really glad that I did get boobs like right before I got him. Um, cause I, I wouldn't have time to do all of this if I was still shooting full time. Yeah. I, I can only imagine like how, how crazy a brand new puppy is. At least it's not a kid. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm so happy. This is the closest I'm ever going to have to having like a baby. <laughs> um, and at least with him, like he's smart. He knows what I'm saying. It's just like trying to get him to like doing what I tell him to do. Um, like, like he's a baby that I kidnapped from his mom. And, he, and sometimes he doesn't like me. Sometimes he's just bored of me. But for the most part, he's, he's a good kid. I wouldn't like him if he was an actual five-month-old human baby. <laughs> no, because that, no, that kid be- would definitely be still pooping and pissing everywhere. Yeah, no, at least with him, like he he knows that I want him to pee outside. Um, he knows that he's not supposed to be in his crate. Um, he knows sit and lay down and dance. Well, like if you say dance, he'll flip around in a circle. It's super <laughs> fucking cute. Um, today we're learning pause, so you like give him a handshake. Uh, and so that's that's really really fun, but you can't teach a baby shit. Like you can't really teach them anything until they're a toddler. No. Um, and they just cry, they're just loud. He's he's a small, quiet dog. He, he only barks if he's really really frustrated at me. Yeah. That's- you made the right choice. Absolutely Thank made you. the right choice. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not down for the breeding. Like everyone else who's done it, good on you, but mm-hmm. n- not for me. Nope, 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 nope. I have great birth control that's in my uterus and just makes that whole area a graveyard for cum, and it's fantastic. It's 99.9 steps perfective. It's I'm not getting pregnant anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, which is great because I do love cream pies. I just don't want a baby. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I enjoy having unprotected sex. I don't want babies. Mm-hmm. Right. I will get tested, and I will have birth control, and that's how we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, I will do, do condoms if I must, but I, I don't like them very much. I don't think anyone really likes condoms. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure there's a fetish for everything. I've been, I've, I've yet to meet somebody who has a fetish for condoms. No. Yeah, I, I'm mm-hmm. not one. I, it's, mm. I look at them kind of like, you know, Master COVID. It's like, I should be wearing this. It's the responsible thing to wear this. But I don't really want to. But I'm going to. But I don't really want to. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know that I have really great birth control. And I don't have sex with anybody unless they are recently tested. So that works for me. Um, but people at home that are listening, you should probably wear condoms. Right. <laughs> I feel like most people who aren't like doing the, the what I do, like, they don't really get tested frequently. No, no. Especially, I can only imagine testing has gone down in the age of COVID. Because it's like, if you're not going to CT or TTS... Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine going, just being like, yep, I'm going to go to the doctor to get tested right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go wait in a doctor's office with other sick people to get a test. Mm-hmm. 
Fuck you that. You know, most people don't get tested until they have symptoms. And there, there are so many STDs you can have that are just, you have no symptoms for it, so you never even know you have it. Oh, yeah. Um, no. Chlamydia mm-hmm. is like something like 75% asympt- asymptomatic in women and like 50% asymptomatic in men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, people think that porn stars are the ones who are dirty. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. You mm-hmm. should be getting tested all the fucking time, especially like if you, you li- live in L.A., you can go to the free, like, ho- Hollywood has, like, all over L.A. County yeah. has free clinics. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to. You just have to look for them. Um, like, Planned, Parent- uh, Planned Parenthood, I'm pretty sure, does, like, at least discounted uh, tests for people who can prove that they, like, can't pay for it. Um, there are tons of places around here that give free HIV testing. Um, I just go to the places that I go to because they give next day results. Um, and at least they used to put us in pass. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole... I don't understand what's happening with that. Um, but now, like, I, I still am kind of working. I'm just not doing full-on porno shoots. Uh, but I've been doing, like, photo shoots and, and, like, skits and things like that for people. So I just go wherever people tell me to go get tested. Um, if I can choose to go to CET, it's closer to where I live. So I prefer going there. Unless people go there. Like, now, uh, for people who don't know, um, there's, like, two different testing places. But, like, the most popular ones in Southern California, like, the L.A. area. Um, one of them is out of the system that we usually use to check to see if somebody else has a good test. That's called the PASS system. And the other one is still in that system, but they can't guarantee next day results for COVID. And now we all need COVID tests in order to shoot. So there are some companies that are like, yeah, we, we know that CET doesn't guarantee the next day testing, but we're okay with you going there. And there are other ones who are like, no, we, we need absolute guarantee that our test results are going to be back early the next day so we can start early and not have to be on set all fucking night. Um, so they want you to go to TTS. Most people are going to TTS now, and it, the lines sometimes, because <laughs> it's the entire porn industry going to them for the most part, uh, it's insane. Yeah, every goddamn day. It's, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. I, yeah. Whenever I go there, I try to get up early enough to go there right at six when they first open, and that sucks. Especially since I have, I so I have to get up at five so I can take my dog out. Um, usually, we'll try to walk with him for about thirty minutes, um, then leave my place by five thirty so I can get there by six. Um, and if I do that, then I might be closer to the front of the line, but still have to wait in the line. <laughs> it's like camping for concert tickets at this point, but a lot less fun. Oh, shoot. My Siri somehow picked up what I was saying. I don't know what part of that was sounding like that. Hey, Siri. Thing. Uh, so, so I have my... Oh, fuck. And I said her name again. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yay, Apple. Yay, oh, my Apple. gosh. Everything's listening to us. I have one of those Amazon Echo things. And it has a new feature where if you whisper at it, she whispers back. And so I tried it. It's the creepiest fucking thing that I've ever heard. Fuck that. Uh, Mm-hmm. I no, I mostly got it. Like, I, I want to have like the smart lights thing uh, where I can just like tell uh, the Echo to turn off the lights, and then I also use it as a speaker for music. Um, but I don't think I like her whispering at me. That's it's a weird. Yeah, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I have the smart lights. I just use it through an app through my phone. I don't have it voice controlled. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust having. I have Alexa. Tur- I have um, Siri turned off. I mm-hmm. don't have any Alexa devices. I just. Don't like the idea of like, I know my phone's always listening to me, but I can at least put that down and like be in another room. Like when you smart enable everything, it's like, oh, everything in the house is listening to me at all times. Yeah. Everything's listening to me at all times. Um, I like to think that I'm too boring to have anything that's worth listening to. 
Um, like I'm not trying to overthrow the government or anything like that. So I yes. don't really care if they yes. listen to me. Yeah, not- they're gonna they're gonna hear me talking to my dog and getting fucked. Like that's pretty much all there is to hear. And one of those things they can get on the internet. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's some poor Amazon employees just like, oh my god, her talking to the dog is so great. Just totally, it's his thing. <laughs> There's a fetish for everything, man. There is. <laughs> Except condoms. Like, if you have a condom fetish, like, at one of us, because I've okay, never... I'm going to Google this right now, because I feel like it, it must be a thing, and there must be an online community of fetish condom wearers. Hold on. Condom fetish. I mean, maybe it has to have something to do with, um, like, you know, the... I'm blanking on the name, but there's, like, a thing that you can be put in, and then they suck all the air out, and you're just kind of stuck yeah. in between like sheets of plastic yeah it's kind of condomy yeah, yeah, yeah oh there's fetishes for used condoms uh and I, a I, lot of i'm not here to kink shame about- but yeah i might want to kink shame that yeah. one a little <laughs> no, no, no 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 never i'm never gonna yuck someone's yum but yeah i'm seeing mostly just a lot of stuff for uh, about like why used condom fetishes are dangerous and, and instructing people to not be do it careful. <laughs> yeah i i Especially, I'm assuming some of them are using other people's used condoms. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, just like the opposite of protection a fetish for used condoms by Scientific American. That's <laughs> the first result. I, I, I mean, whatever floats your boat, man. Whatever floats your boat. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have enough problems. Like, yeah, no, no, I just, mm-hmm. nope, 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 nope. Do you have any weird fetishes? Like, the things you think people will be like, nope about? No, I'm super vanilla, which is just disappointing really? to almost everybody I ever talked to. I mean, that's not disappointing. It's just surprising. Like, I, I would have thought that you were, like, a sadist or something. I mean, mild. <laughs> I mean, I, I, way, but, like, <laughs> I don't think, like, slapping and choking was really, like, kinky. Hmm. Maybe that's just, like, everyone's like, yes, Matt, that's a kink. I'm like, oh. It's a little, it's a little kinky. I mean, depending on how much you do it in severity... Of uh, what you do. <laughs> well, it, it all depends on the partner. Like, mm-hmm. usually it's like, if she's into it, a little bit of slapping, some light choking. I've had uh, definitely had some partners who were like, hit me harder and choke me harder. I'm yeah. like, okay, well. But you never like punch somebody in the stomach or anything. No, I'm no, guessing. no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, generally, some open hand slaps across the face or the butt, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I've only been punched in the stomach once um, by Mona Wales years ago. And I feel like she's the only person that was able to make that sexy for me. Um, I would have never even considered trying it before she suggested it. And I was like, okay, I'd be willing to try. And it was just a, I'm really submissive. So the giving up the power thing and like trying to endure stuff. But I, I think that if anybody else was like, can I punch you in the stomach? I'd be like, fuck you. No, yeah. and there's just something about the way she presented it. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> so like the, the idea of punching someone in the stomach like just never mm-hmm. crossed my mind like that that mm-hmm. that had just like you know it's like when you choke someone or you know you slap someone like generally what i'm doing it's like in missionary where like locked eyes as a you know mm-hmm. it, you know breaks it up a little bit it's not like yeah it's not like oh i'm just punching you in the st-. like <laughs> we're in a fight now i'm inside you and it's a fight <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, some people are super into that. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, there's people that have wrestling fetishes that are. That's the whole oh, thing yeah. they want. They want like. 
what one of my most popular videos um i think that it's rivaling uh, a browser's video for like the most views of anything that i've ever been in um is a wrestling video that was my ex the day we broke up it was beautiful <laughs> did, so, did you two break uh, up because you won no, we broke up the night before, but we already had this shoot booked in Vegas. So we broke up and then we drove four hours together to go wrestle each other. Um, so there were some, some real feelings in that. <laughs> and I feel like that, that came across pretty well for a lot of people because they had, like, last time I checked, like 13 million views. It's crazy. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is a lot of fucking yeah. views. Yeah, it's cool. Well, but I, and that's the thing about good porn is like, good porn has the fucking like actual chemistry and attraction and all that. Like, I I say this all the time. This is what makes the difference between someone who's a performer and someone who's like really a fucking star. The person who can really like that raw emotion comes through and like, you know, depending on what type of scene it is, it looks like they're having the time of their life or just, you know, it doesn't look like acting. It seems real. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I really like doing kink scenes, um, just because I can get like cattle prodded and whipped and tied up and, and breath play and like all that stuff. It, it invokes very real reactions from me, um, and I love doing the over the top cheesy stuff too. Um, but sometimes there's only so many ways that I can be like, I just turned eighteen, and like make that seem <laughs> real. <laughs> um, with kink, there's absolutely no faking what's going on. I just let myself react, and I think that's really fun. Hell yeah! You get the endorphins. You get all the mm-hmm. all the fun shit. You know, and I'm sure the audience for that eats that shit up. They're just like that. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. No, I really like doing. It. I, I miss um, like I miss shooting so much. I've been out since the end of September. Um, right now, as we're recording this, it's like the middle of November. So I'm, I'm probably not going to go back until December. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to it. Are you um are you at all worried about onset transmission for COVID or Yes, but I'm hoping that if I'm one of the people who can get it, um, that I will just stay at home and quarantine and get over it. Because the, the good thing about it is the death rate is pretty low. Um, my main concern would just be passing it on to somebody who might be one of the unlucky ones. Um I had I just had a friend free, free, uh, recently who got it and she was asymptomatic and she was able to stay at home. Um, so thankfully because of OnlyFans and now I have a, a brand ambassador deal with uh, Pornhub, I can make money while just being at home. I don't have to leave my apartment. Um, and I can always like hire people to walk my dog or just like give my dog to somebody for a little bit while I'm like getting over it. Uh, I'm in a, a privileged position in that way where I don't need to leave my apartment if I don't have to. Um, because of that, I'm more willing to accept the risks of shooting with other people, especially because right now people are doing either a COVID test from the day before or at least 48 hours before. Um, so that it like reduces the risk. It's, it's like the same as STDs for me. Where, like I'm probably going to end up getting gone or COVID, but I'm in a place of privilege where I can afford to just sit and wait and get over it and should be fine. Yeah, 100%. I, that is... I, we've talked about this on the show a bunch of times. Is like how, thank, as much as the pandemic's fucking horrible, thankfully it happened this like this time in the industry. Could you imagine, you mm-hmm. know, even ten years ago, like what all the performers would be doing for fucking income? Yeah, 
No, OnlyFans has helped so much. And and I've been doing this for like seven years. I've seen a lot of different websites. Like there's extra lunch money clips for sale, many vids, amateurporn.com. Like there's like a been a bunch of different ways to sell your own stuff. Um, and I don't know what it was about OnlyFans. Maybe it's the subscription social media kind of pitch to it, um, where it's it's changed people's perception on paying for porn, which is an amazing, amazing thing. Like if you ask somebody just three or four years ago, like, hey, would you ever pay for a girl's porn site? Most people would be like, oh, why would I do that? But now if you like say like, hey, would you subscribe to this girl's OnlyFans? People are like, oh, let me see her. Let me, see, let me check her out. Like, oh, it's, think, it's just so much more normalized. Well, it's so much more normalized. I think also it's the double-edged sword of you have non-porn performers doing it as well. Mm-hmm. So like that normalizes it to some of the public. Yeah. I There was like a whole, I'm sure you saw the whole thing with like Bella Thorne and yeah all of that um so i was super mad whenever the bellathorn stuff first came out because what i saw was that people were saying she lied to her subscribers about being naked on, on her only fans and then there's so many people who requested to have their money back um because she wasn't fully naked on there that only fans changed their um the way you can receive tips and like yeah. how much you can get tips at a time and all that kind of stuff um i definitely noticed a drop in my custom videos uh Suggest like what is, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, I'm already starting to get a little drunk. <laughs> My custom video requests because yeah. the way you, most people like have people pay for custom videos is like you tip the amount of the video in the thing. Now because there's a cap on how much you can tip, um, people have to like tip over a couple of days in order to pay the full amount if you're charging uh, higher than like the minimum tip amount. Right. Um. So that sucks. But I, I was mad because of the scamming aspect of it. And a lot of other people have the opinion that OnlyFans should be a porn-only site. Um, a little bit after the Bella Thorne stuff, I did a music video for this rapper, rapper Tyga. Um, and I had a great time. He hired a couple of different OnlyFans girls and porn girls. And we just ran around a penthouse and had fun with each other. And it was a good day. Um, he paid us. He was very respectful. He's actually like kind of shy. It was really cute. <laughs> Isn't he <laughs> so one of the like, Kardashians, baby, baby daddies? No, but he used to date one, I think. I, I'm not up on that gossip. I don't really know gossip. much about him. Yeah, 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 me neither. I no, the, the way I got the call for it was like, hey, do you want to be in a music video? And I was like, yeah. Like, I didn't know who it was for until like, I got there. <laughs> um, but but no, like, and then after that, after that came out, um, there were a couple of girls that were very upset with me and the other performers who were in that music video because they thought that we were all on the same page, that celebrities shouldn't be on OnlyFans. Like he, he made like a series of music videos that he released on his OnlyFans account. Um, and the way I looked at it, like they, he paid us first of all, second of all, we were naked. Like we were not doing hardcore porn, but there's definitely titties and pussies yeah. and we we're looking at each other. Like one point, one girl like got underneath Tyga's towel. We we're doing like some stuff in a shower um, so it, it's like, if you're going on to his OnlyFans expecting jerk off material, you will find that. Um, and he compensated us for our time. Like, it's not like he, I don't know, but the people were saying that we were just clout chasers and that we betrayed the sex industry because we worked with a celebrity for OnlyFans. Are you um, fucking and, kidding me? Like, mm-hmm. those and, people, and like, I get those people are haters. Like those people are fucking, they're jealous. I, I don't really, I don't really think that it's, it's a jealousy thing. I don't really think it's a hating thing. I think that it's. A, a misunderstanding or at least difference of opinion on how OnlyFans works. Um, Cause the main person that was talking to us, like I'm like, like saying that we were sellouts on Twitter was saying that we 
uh, oh, sorry, that, that having celebrities on OnlyFans directly takes money away from the sex workers who are on OnlyFans are struggling, and that rich people who already have like success and money and all that kind of stuff, like a rapper, shouldn't be on a platform that a lot of people are using just to pay their bills. Um, the way the, the part of that that I disagree with is that when you first sign up for OnlyFans, I actually made a separate burner account for OnlyFans so I could subscribe to other people and like not do it as me, um, but just as an anonymous person. When you first sign up, they suggest different profiles for you, but OnlyFans doesn't promote its own porn performers. The, the suggested profiles that they put up whenever you first sign up are other people who are like dancers or actors or models. Like it's never a porn thing that they will suggest to you. And then the first time you subscribe to someone, that suggested list goes away. Uh, so there's never a time where a girl is in competition with Tyga or or Bella Thorne, where it, if if only they hadn't been on the platform, somebody would have happened across their across their profile. Like most people, in order to get somebody to go to your OnlyFans, you have to be promoting it on your other social media accounts. Um, so the idea that celebrities are directly taking money away from smaller content creators who are making porn, I, I feel like it's just not correct. Um, and then not only that, but it's, it's just like a I didn't do it because I wanted clout. I did it because it's my job to perform. And somebody asked if I wanted to be in a music video. And I said, yes, like I've been in other music videos before. I've been in uh, Skin Diamond's music videos. I've been in G-Eazy's music videos. And like, this is just another one where it's like, yeah, those are usually fun and pretty easy. Um, so I wasn't doing it. It's like, oh, if I do this, I'll get famous. And like, they, they were very, they're really stuck on the idea. That's the only reason we did it. Right. And, um, and not that it, we're, we're in a pandemic and you need a, another fucking paycheck. Like, Right. No, no, no. They, they were very, they thought for sure that one, we agreed with them that celebrities on OnlyFans was a bad idea. And two, they, they thought they also uh, knew for a fact that the only reason we did it was to be more famous. Um, because they didn't want to actually hear about why we did it or how it was done, or they didn't, they didn't want to change their opinion on the whole like celebrities on OnlyFans being detrimental to the sex work community. Uh, it, there was just no convincing them. Like, like, well, like, there was one girl who tried to doctor and be like, hey, like, I'm friends with you and I think you're wrong and this is why I think you're wrong. And, and the girl was just like, no, these they're fucking sellouts. And, and there's well, no but would you be mind. a sellout if you fucking went and did a music video that was aired on YouTube or MTV? I'm showing my age. Oh, no, MTV no. playing music videos, I know that that doesn't actually happen. But... No, no, it, 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 was, it was the fact that it was released on OnlyFans. Well, um, it was the fact that we worked with a celebrity who had an OnlyFans. See, and that's bullshit because OnlyFans started off as basically a premium Twitter and mm-hmm. the industry had, you know, adopted, adapted and adopted it, but it was made for celebrities first. See, I, I've heard conflicting. Um, reports on how it got started. Some people have been saying that OnlyFans was started by a guy who was dating a porn girl and was trying to make like the next clip site thing. Um, and then I've also heard that it was made for celebrities. I, I don't know which one is true. I think that obviously they, it's not that they don't like the porn performers being on their platform, but they're not talking about it. Like if you go yeah. to the OnlyFans Twitter page, they never mention the fact that there's porn on, on OnlyFans. Like they, it's just like, hey, join us. You can get tutorials from chefs and and see your 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 behind the scenes from your favorite celebrity. Like they, they never ever mention that there's porn on the site. But on the other side of the coin, they don't ever put restrictions on us um that bans porn outright. Like they they have some restrictions where like you can't say piss play you can't say anything about fisting now i think um you can't do fake blood so but so you can't do like really extreme porn not really not maybe extreme but you can't like do 
that side of the spectrum of porn, but you can still be naked on there. Yeah. Like you can still sell porn. Like they don't have a problem with the fact that they, they sell people sell porn on there. They're just not going to promote that. Themselves. Well, because it's primarily owned by MFC these days. Hmm. Really? Only chance? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, yeah. He, uh, the owner of MFC has 75% control of uh, OnlyFans parent company as of 2018. Nice. But it definitely. So they're probably not going to ever ban porn from the site. No. Good. But that doesn't mean they won't dick around with you guys' pay or change mm-hmm. stuff up. But you know, looking at what I can quickly Google, uh, it was basically did start off as a premium Twitter, and then it got acquired by the MFC guys in 2018. So that's why. Nice. It, that's why it's taken the porn lean that it is. But. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, MFC didn't launch this on their own, so they're going to still lean towards mainstream people being on it. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm sure it makes them a shit ton of money to have celebrities on there. So there's absolutely no reason for them to stop them from joining. Yeah, they they plug the hell out of Bella Thorne's fucking appearance. Mm-hmm. And no, I so I was really mad at her whenever all that stuff first came out. Um, and the most liked tweet that I've ever put out was me saying "fuck you, Bella Thorne," which I think is kind of stupid. Um, and now I've been talking to people who say that they know her in real life. And apparently from what she's saying, she had no idea that it was going to go down like that. She tried to be upfront about the fact that she wasn't going to be naked on there. Um, and, and there's even like a, a screenshot of something that I shared that I thought was from her account where somebody was like, oh, yeah, like if you open this picture, you'll see me naked. And the guy was like, how naked? And she was like, naked, naked. And it, it seemed like she was blatantly scamming. Yeah. But it turns out that that screenshot was from a... Uh, catfish account that was pretending to be her so now i'm like well fuck i completely reacted strongly to that situation without knowing this person and the facts and just i feel like an asshole so now i'm gonna like be if i see somebody saying like oh this person's doing something awful on twitter like i try not to get into it because i never want to be wrong again and feel like a dick well i i totally feel it on that i mean there was still a lot of bad in that situation mm-hmm <clears throat> Uh, For sure, I'm I, like I, I do think that OnlyFans changed the tipping system um, because of that situation. Well, the, um, because they didn't want to kick her off because they're making a bunch of money off of her, but they need to show the, the, the people on the site they're doing something about it. Well, um, the thing about it is, I don't know. No one has been able to confirm for me, at least everyone I've talked to. Was it OnlyFans mm-hmm. as a company that made that call, or was it who handles their billing who made that call? Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, because if they're whoever handles their buildings, like, whoa, 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 we're not dealing with this level of chargebacks anymore. You guys got to change mm. this shit. It might have been out of their control. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No one's been able, like, I don't have anyone from MFC on. I haven't had anyone who works at OnlyFans on to be able to confirm mm-hmm. or deny that. But that would be one possible theory is just like, it was beyond their fucking control, but they mm-hmm. can't just be. It's like, definitely that that caused it. Yeah, oh, 100%. Um, like her joining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just not sure anymore that she intended to scam people. Uh, and I feel like a jerk for assuming that, especially assuming that based off of a screenshot of somebody who was not her. Um, and, and yeah, I'm just going to try to be nicer on the internet because <laughs> I really don't like that the most shared and liked tweet that I've ever had was me saying fuck you to somebody and sharing like pictures of something that was not from them. Um, and, and just generally being a bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> I... I totally get it, especially at the time where it's mm-hmm. like everyone took it as a, essentially an attack on the industry. Like when people are mm-hmm. fucking starving, someone who is 
you know, a former Disney star who is, unless she has an MC Hammer-esque entourage, is not going to be broke anytime soon. Right. And, and I do still stand by the idea that I think that there's nothing wrong with having a safe for work OnlyFans. You should just be very upfront about like what's going to be on the site. I think that people who, there have been other celebrities like before Bella Thorne who have made an OnlyFans and said like, yeah, you'll see sexy stuff on here. And then nothing's there. And even normal people are doing that. Like there's like a bunch of jokes on Twitter um, a while back where like somebody was like, I signed up for this girl's OnlyFans and she's just folding laundry. <laughs> I think it's just, that's fucked up. You shouldn't be doing that to people. It, it gives a bad stigma to the site. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that somebody who already has money shouldn't be signing up for OnlyFans because I'm not rich, but I'm not poor either. I could probably survive fine without OnlyFans, but I like using OnlyFans because it's nice having that extra money. Um, so I feel like it would be hypocritical for me to say, if you already have money, you shouldn't join. Cause it's, it's not like a, I, I don't want to gatekeep OnlyFans that way where like you have to be struggling and starving in order to make one. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. That would be like gatekeeping fucking YouTube. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. can't be a YouTuber unless you know, you're struggling. No, I mean, that it makes yeah. no goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. It's just the thing where, and I, who knows if this was actually true, but like some of the things that were said at the time was Bella was doing this just to research for a role that she mm-hmm. had. Like, it's her, yeah, that, that, was, that was annoying. I, I didn't appreciate her Well, especially because the, the director came out and said that this is something that they talked about, that there's no plans to actually make this film. Mm-hmm. I think what sits wrong with me with the Bella Thorne situation is, like, if Bella Thorne was like, I'm going to start an OnlyFans and this is going to be an ongoing, I intend to fucking follow up on this and keep my OnlyFans going, that would be okay. But to just, like, I'm going to dip my toes in the water for this quick payday and disrupt all this shit and then pull out is a problem. Well, she's still she's still uploading on there. Like, I, I just she? saw okay, OnlyFans cool. promoting the fact that she put, like, a, a music video on there recently. Um, so she's still on the site. Well, that's good. Um, Mm-hmm. But it, it, I think it just added insult to injury because even if it wasn't her fault, like like even if not even not her fault necessarily, but even if she didn't intend to scam people, I do think it was because of her that the tipping system changed. Um, and the fact that she was a celebrity doing that and just added insult to injury, inju- uh, <laughs> insult to injury. <laughs> um, it wasn't the problem itself, but it was just annoying on top of everything else. Um, and her apology didn't come off to me at the time as very genuine. It was very much a, I was trying to help the industry by drawing more attention to the platform. And then it's just like, everybody knows OnlyFans already. They, they didn't really need to have like a huge blow up story of Bella Thorne joining OnlyFans. Well, but if, you know if you're going to, you know, use this to help the industry and put eyes on it, where'd that $2 million go? Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Did you start a fucking fund to help feed performers that are, you know, maybe down on their luck? You Did you, how are you really helping the industry? Did you donate it to like the FSC, which is a nonprofit or mm-hmm. no, you pocketed it. Uh, no, and I, I again, I'm not going to speak on what she's done with it because maybe she has donated. I don't know this girl personally. I'm trying to keep in mind that like, she's just a fucking human being and she's a young one at that. Like, I think she's like, what, like 21 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's she's going to make mistakes everybody makes mistakes i just hope that she does better in the future with this um and i'm not going to sit here and say that she's an awful person i just think that, that whole situation was 
really sucky. <laughs> like, well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't know in real life either. I don't know if she's an awful person. Mm-hmm. Who knows if, like, mm-hmm. you know, at that level of celebrity, some of her handlers are suggesting that she does this. Or that's the other thing. Like, have you ever heard like the phrase uh, "main character syndrome," where you just assume that you're the best person to do things, and like you're like everybody wants you to be the center of attention and all that. I feel like it's impossible to be a celebrity and not have main character syndrome to a certain extent because everybody around her must have been like, oh, yes, of course, this is a fantastic idea. You should definitely do this. And I know that she's friends with some sex workers. Oh, uh, I mean, she directed, a, she directed a fucking video for browsers before yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a Pornhub thing with like a Bella yeah. Danger and, and uh, Small Hands. Yeah, yeah. so she's, yeah, she, so I'm sure that whenever she first was talking about like, hey, I think I want to have an OnlyFans, there are plenty, plenty of people around her like, yeah, that would be so awesome. And when she was like, I want to do it to help the porn industry, people were like, yes. Uh, so that's another thing where like, if, if she doesn't, I feel like it must have been more of an ignorance thing than coming from a malicious place of like, oh, I'm going to scam a bunch of people. Um, so with that, I can forgive her, but still think that the what that would happened itself was bad. Yeah, I mean the execution was poor. It's, yeah, it's, it's just poor. And mm-hmm. but there's so many variables that go into it. Like you know, as you said, who's around her just telling her yes? Who who's around her mm-hmm. who's like this would be an amazing idea? You should do this. Use your yeah. clout to help the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wish that at some point she would try to share other people's profiles. If she just retweeted other sex workers' Twitters, like, like that would be a huge thing for them. She has millions of followers, and like that would be a better help to the industry than having an OnlyFans herself, I feel. Um, or but hell, if that's not even, how she feels... Mm. Or hell, even booking some sex workers for her OnlyFans. I think she did. I think that she did a music video with some I'm not sure. I kind of want to Google that now. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because at least stuff like that, like you know, doing a retweet definitely puts people's profiles in front of people's eyes. But actually having mm-hmm. like you know, a performer in the video that people are there consuming, like, oh, that's tangible. That's I think that's a step up on just over a retweet. Okay, no. I'm not seeing anything right now that shows that she did, but you're right. I think that uh, if she, and that's why like, I, I was okay with doing the music video thing for like a, a rapper that was putting it on his OnlyFans because yeah. he paid us. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's his content now. And it's great. Um, he put money into sex workers' hands in order to have like a, a more content for his OnlyFans, which I think is great. Yeah, that's 100% good. I, I don't see how, honestly, as I said earlier, I think anyone who gave you shit about that is just hating on that they weren't booked for it. No, I. I, I don't I don't think so. I really because I used to know this girl and not well, um, but I've been around her and interact with her and interact with her enough to assume that she's not the type of person that just be jealous and lash out that hard because of jealousy. Um I, I really think that she genuinely believes that I was on the same page of celebrities shouldn't be on OnlyFans and that the only reason that I went against my morals and values was for fame which would be wrong like if that if if what she thought was what i actually did then she would be absolutely correct the only problem is she is refusing to uh to refusing to uh believe that we had any other kinds of intentions or that we had any kind of different views well, on celebrities on only fans true and honestly if you had decided to do it just to fucking do it for the fun of it mm-hmm. for the cloud of it there is really nothing wrong with that no, it's better that you got paid. It's much better that you got paid. But at the end of the day, if you're like, this will be a fun experience for me and it could help my career, 
What's mm-hmm. the harm in that? Who's your favorite celebrity? Keanu Reeves. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and it's it's one hundred percent for a real life interaction I had with Keanu. Really? When yep. did you meet him? Uh, so when I first moved to LA from Vegas in uh, 20, 2015, I was doing you know various side jobs. I was the head of security at the Ace Theaters, um, Ace Hotels Theater downtown, and we were doing a David Lynch Foundation event. And Piano was there. He didn't walk the carpet. He bought his own ticket. And the way this event worked was there was an hour cocktail hour for the VIPs before the event started. Piano waited outside with the general public because he didn't get a VIP ticket. He didn't. He sat in the cheap seats with his date. During the intermission, he comes up to me and he's like, hey, where do I go smoke? I'm like, let me get you somebody. Like, I don't want people bothering you in public. And he's like, no, no, no. Where do you go smoke? He's like, he refused any special service and just went out and like super chill, just went out in the public with the public and, you know, smoked a cigarette. It's like, he just really desires to be every man. Like that he doesn't. And doing that gig, I dealt with a lot of shitty celebrities. So just, it was such a fresh, you know, breath of fresh air to deal with someone who's like, no, no, I bought my own ticket. I waited in line. I don't expect any special services whatsoever. And outright refused them when offered. Cause honestly, I offered him a security detail, to go smoke somewhere in private, just so I didn't have to deal with you know him possibly getting harassed to make my own life easier, mm-hmm. and he just refused it. So like mm-hmm. all the memes you see about him riding the subway and being an everyman are one hundred percent legit. Like I thought they might have been something that his publicist put together. I'm like mm-hmm. no, it's just who the dude is. Nice. No, that's awesome. I I love Rihanna so much, and I never want to meet her in person because I would hate to find out that she's awful. Like, I don't want to know anything about her real personality. I just want to enjoy the persona that she puts out there and the art and the makeup and the the lingerie and all of that. And just enjoy that without knowing her real personality, because there's always the possibility that she sucks. And like, I would would crush my spirits. Um, I've never heard anybody who's worked with her. Like, I, I, whenever you live in LA, I feel like you usually know somebody who has met some sort of celebrity in some capacity, like being security detail or a bartender or something and like can give you some insight on what they're like whenever they're not like doing an interview or, or whatever their real job is. Um, and I just, ne- I've never talked to anybody who's worked with Rihanna. <laughs> so I don't know. And I don't want to know. I am. Uh, well, ignorance is bliss there. We'll just, we'll go with that. Hopefully, yeah. mm-hmm. hopefully no one ever crushed you or hopefully you meet someone who's like, Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, that's what I would, if, if I ever meet somebody who's like, oh, I worked with Rihanna, I would, I would just say, like, if she, if you don't have a good story about her, please just don't tell me anything. Oh, yeah, because I have a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of celebrities I would never want to interact with again. Mm-hmm. Um, There's this, um, have you ever watched Community? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember who the celebrity was, but I vaguely remember there's a scene where Donald Glover's character was introduced to one of his favorite celebrities, and like he has a meltdown afterwards, and he was like, I told them a million times, I never wanted to meet him. I just wanted an autograph. You can't disappoint an autograph. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel. (laughs) I I hope no one ruins the the fantasy for you. I absolutely (laughs) hope no one ruins it for you. I can ruin some other ones for you. Oh, oof. Okay, yeah. What, what are the worst interactions you've had with celebrities? Uh, well, um, I don't know. If this is completely their fault, but uh, Schoolboy Q mm-hmm. and uh, why am I spacing? He's from Compton, 
There's another rapper they're on tour <laughs> together. Why am I spacing on his name? I, I, don't, I don't know Schoolboy school Q, so I, I probably wouldn't know the other one either. Uh, the other one's the more famous of the two. I'm just spacing. Uh, they were doing a show at the Ace, and one of my guys told them that they couldn't smoke weed in the green room, and it just escalated from there. Mm-hmm. And, like, resulted in them just being complete, absolute pricks mm-hmm. to, like, the whole staff. They, from stage, said, fuck the security. Like, during the show. Huh. Okay. So, that uh, that was pretty bad. Uh, Marilyn Manson sucked. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. His his road crew? The best motherfuckers. Like, his whole, mm-hmm. his whole crew were so gracious, so fucking awesome people. Mm-hmm. Manson himself just kind of sucked. Yeah, I've uh, I've heard that before. <laughs> I and like it's another like one of those like I know somebody who knows somebody things where I was friends with somebody who was friends with one of his exes and told me some stuff that she had told him. Um, and I like his music, but now I can't listen to his music without remembering that, so I'm not really a fan anymore. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan in the first place, but like after that night, it was just like, yeah, I'm super not out i'm so i'm super out like it was just like he was such a prick to like fucking everybody and like we're the people trying to make sure he's safe and like trying to make sure he's comfortable and like you're just gonna be a prick to like the venue security like yeah yeah it doesn't sit well no i i'm not famous in any like real capacity um don't say that i don't think i ever will be (laughs) 13 million like 13 million views says otherwise well, that's porn, though. <laughs> like, that doesn't really count. Like, I, like, if people don't know, even when I get recognized, it's not often, and usually it's not a, I know you're Kira Noir. It's, it's usually a thing of, like, hey, you look kind of familiar. And, like, even then, I don't get that much anymore because I'm usually wearing a mask outside. Um, but I, I don't think I'll ever get famous, and I'm kind of grateful for that just because the money must be really fucking fun. But I feel like it must be close to impossible to not be a dick sometimes whenever you're that famous. Like you're going to end up offending somebody at some point. You're going to end up being in your own bubble with yes people. And like Keanu Reeves being super nice and not wanting special treatment. It's fucking great. Cause he's been famous since he was very young. Right. Oh like, yeah. Like I mean, was, yeah, no, yeah. they were just, uh, you know, I just watched the new bill and Ted and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. this was 30 years ago. Like, Oh my God, you were fucking like starring in a movie 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you've only gotten so more it's great that he's. Mm-hmm. It's great that he stayed nice. I feel like at a certain point, you can't really blame somebody for being rude if that's their whole world of like getting away with that behavior. Because no one's going to tell somebody who they're making money off of, like, "Hey, you need to shut the fuck up and sit down." Like that doesn't really happen to them. So it changes a human's morals. I feel like where most of us learn, like, "Hey, I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me." So. I'm not going to do that to them. Like that's your reasoning for not like, being a dick in most situations. Um, but if you're always in a situation where people are okay with you treating them that way, then can you really know that that's bad? Or I don't know. It's it's a weird thing that I have where I try not to judge people too harshly, even though like I, I think that there are some uh, like like higher up porn girls or celebrities that I think are assholes. But it's always a question in the back of my head. It's like, are you an asshole because you're just inherently an asshole? Or is it because you were rewarded for this kind of behavior? That's an important question to ask. But it's also, it it depends. Like, I totally get, like, being an asshole if, like, 
Eminem's out at fucking dinner with his family and someone tries to bother him while he's at a fucking table. Mm-hmm. You know, time and a place. But to be a dick to, like, your security detail when you're performing. Yeah, that's an asshole move. Yeah, and a like, dumb one at that. Yeah, it's like, these are the people that are, whose job is to try to keep you safe. And you're just going to be mm-hmm. a dick to them. Like, even with, um, why can I not remember the dude's name? Schoolboy Q and, uh, he's got, like, he doesn't have, like, a a rapper's name. It's, like, a actual, like, first and last name. Uh, fuck. He's really fucking famous. And I'm just completely... <laughs> I'm completely, spacing on, I'm completely spacing on his name, but like, yeah, in that situation, like, yes, they were giant dicks, but also they got into conflict with our people first, which like my, my guy was completely in the wrong. Like I try, and, but the thing about it is I tried to go appease the situation. Like, cause I talked to the theater management. They're like, whatever, let them smoke. We'll just charge their label for the fucking damages. Hmm. So I'm like, and see, if that's if that's where it, what it always is, where every time they smoke inside, people are just like, eh, whatever, and like they're fine with it. Yeah. The first time somebody tells you like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that, like, m- like your reaction is going to be like, why the fuck not? It's never a problem anywhere else. Well, like, you're the, just being an asshole to me for no reason. And the thing about <laughs> it is, but he, my guy also was was like, hey guys, can you not? It was like you guys got to put that shit out. Mm. Like treating you know. Being, and if you're not used to being talked to that way, I'm sure that was pretty jarring. Well, but even if you are used to being talked to that way, like you're the the talent and the security, you know, the security guard who's probably making barely over minimum wages trying to tell you what to do. Hmm. I totally get that. Like, and that's why I rolled back in there. I'm like, yo, guys, it's fine. Sorry about that. But like later on the night, like the their management, like their manager actually like threatened that security guard who had gotten into it with them earlier. And I'm like, dude, just walk away. Just walk the fuck away. Oof. And he's like, what the fuck, man? You didn't have my back? Like, the guy threatened me. I'm like, and what the fuck are you going to do about it? You're going to brawl dude's fucking manager? Do you think mm-hmm. that's going to end up well for any of us? Like, he threatened you. He didn't legitimately threaten you. Did he pull a weapon on you? No, he just talked some shit. You walk the mm-hmm. fuck away. You go, well, that sucked. Mm-hmm. You swallow your pride for half a second, and we still have jobs. Mm-hmm. Like... No, it doesn't excuse their behavior, but no. it just gives a reason for it. Right, where, like, Manson was just a dick, top to bottom. Like, mm. um, <gasps> but a lot of people... <laughs> Sorry, my puppy's so... Oh, yeah. Hold on, wait, I'm going to grab him for one oh, second, yeah, we'll because I just want to show him on camera. Bubby. So, Mrs. Bubba... <laughs> oh hi, Bubba! Hi. Oh, you're frozen. <laughs> hi, Bubba. Oh, I'm frozen. No, you're good. Oh. You're good. Oh shit! Oh, <gasps> okay, okay. It was uh, it was Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Oh man, he was a dick. That sucks. But I mean, it was also because, as I said, it was promoted. They provoked mm. a little bit, but it's still like they were. Yeah, Schoolbook, you and Kendrick uh-huh. were both kind of dicks that night. Gotcha. Uh, well, that's disappointing, but there's there's always a reason for it. I, I like to think that evil doesn't excuse in a vacuum. Sorry, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. Um, that like anytime somebody does something awful, it's because of other reasons, and that doesn't make it okay. But it, like understanding those reasons can help you avoid that kind of stuff later. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And then some of the celebrities were just fucking funny. Like, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Tim Robbins snuck like four girls backstage when he wasn't supposed to. 
<laughs> um, which I totally let slide. Like I was, I would relieved one of my guys who was working one of the stage doors. Well, so he could you know, take his break and Tim Robbins rolls through with like three girls and you know, you had to technically be on an all access with escort privileges to bring people backstage. And I'm just like, I'm not going to tell Tim Robbins. He can't bring like these three or four 20 year old girls backstage with him. I don't know who Tim Robbins is. Who is that? Bull Durham, is Shawshank Redemption, Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. Like you've seen the Shawshank Redemption, right? No. Uh, <laughs> fuck. He's a really fucking famous actor. Okay. Uh, he was married to Susan Sarandon at one point. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> oh, you definitely know who Susan Sarandon is. You've seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. She's Janet. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yes. I know who she is. <laughs> so, I would, like, it was one of the Lynch Foundation events, and, like, Tim Robbins was playing in the band uncredited. Like, they didn't announce that Tim Robbins was playing in the band. He was just playing in the fucking band. And, yeah, showed up with like just tried to bring a bunch of girls backstage. We're like, yeah, Tim Robbins, just go, go with these girls. <laughs> like, you're, how how am I gonna tell Tim Robbins? No, you can't bring these girls backstage. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I've never been in a I want to bring somebody backstage kind of situation. Like, anytime I've been backstage in anywhere, I'm like about to go up and hope that I don't stutter. Uh, like presenting an award or something like that. And I almost always end up stuttering because <laughs> um, I just, people tell me that I'm articulate and I really, really truly believe that it's just my appearance would make some people think that I am dumber and less articulate than I am. It doesn't mean I'm smart. It doesn't mean I'm very well-spoken. It just means I exceed expectations and the expectations were low to begin with. Um, like I stutter a lot and like mess up my words a lot. Uh, um, as someone who edits hours of people's dialogue, <laughs> everyone fucking does everyone fucking does mm. I, I I work with you know, besides doing my own podcast produce for other people and literally everyone like I one of the co- podcasts I produce the guest was someone who has done TEDx talks and shit like that fucking mm-hmm. stuttering ums long pauses everyone does the human ear, unless you are specifically lis- listening for it, misses it. Like, just fucking listens it, unless it's really like a fucking comical, well, 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 I, 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 unless it's that, like, comically bad, people just overlook it. And it wasn't until I started doing this all the fucking time where I hear it all the time, and it kind of drives me a little insane. Because I hear, I hear myself doing it. I just did it right there. <laughs> I didn't even notice. You're absolutely right. Yeah. (laughs) There was a little bit of a pause there. Like, as I, yeah, it's a thing. It's Mm -hmm. part of human speech. Like, don't, don't think too much about it. Like, see, I just did. Don't, don't think too much about it right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, I, so I'm going to be hosting the ABN awards this 2021. And I, we just did the nomination announcements and we did like a bunch of rehearsals beforehand, even though it was very short. And I only had maybe max 10 lines to say of like, I'm excited to be here and here are the nominees, like very simple stuff. Um, and still, whenever we were actually live and I was saying like, we're so excited to be hosting. I still fucked that up in the beginning. And I was really mad at myself for that. <laughs> um, just because it should have been such an easy thing to say. Um 
but for some reason, just when the pressure's on, like I can do the most embarrassing, degrading things on camera and be totally fine. But just knowing that it's live or like being in front of actual people, for some reason, that's what fucks me up. Uh, it's they're different skill sets. They're, they're mm-hmm. one hundred, and there's nothing wrong with it. And the thing about it is, you probably noticed it. the audience probably didn't. Like you'd be amazed how many people don't catch that shit. They don't. They just don't pick it up. Like they hear what you intended to mean. Mm-hmm. It's just human nature. It's the the minority. One hundred percent, the minority be like she flubs her line there, and especially <laughs> if you don't fucking react. Like if if you went. Oh, yo. Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> then, the, then they'd be like, oh, shit, she fucked up. If you just fucking deliver and keep delivering it like nothing fucking happened, most people won't catch it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Believe me, I... I... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. Just, uh, I'm, I'm a really shy person outside of doing porn um, for some stupid reason. So I'm always super self-conscious about that. No, it just just doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't feel deep shame, but I feel plenty of normal embarrassment. And I don't understand how that works. Uh, I mean, as I said, it's completely different things. Also, it's just you're not on a mic being an MC week in, week out. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you had some nerves your first first couple times on set. I'm sure you had some nerves in your first few performances. Uh Yes and no. Like, I was kind of nervous for my first one, but it went really, really well. Like, the guy was super nice. Um, so, after that, it, it wasn't anything bad. <laughs> I, it's, I don't really get nervous shooting board. It's really more, um, like, if it's a more of ex- an extreme scene, like, if I'm doing, like, double anal or something, then, then I'm like, oh, I hope I can actually do this. And then, you know, I relax and it happens, and so it's fine. But it's really more just a concentrating on making sure that I'm doing the right positions and I'm opening up right and like, oh, I haven't said anything in a while. I should say, say something dirty and, and stuff like that. But, but I, I don't really get nervous. But that's the thing. You have so much practice at it at this point mm-hmm. that it's almost second nature to do this shit. You're not up hosting an award show or even a talk show week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I had a, a, a podcast myself very briefly. Well, I remember um, you were supposed to have me on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was. I did it with... Uh, the this guy who was friends with the dude I was dating at the time, and then the dude I was dating at the time um, fucked one of the girls I had on behind my back after we did our show together. So that made the whole thing kind of weird. <laughs> it wasn't anybody's that was doing it with me's fault, but I just didn't want to do it anymore after that because that's just what it represented to me. That sucks. That, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, shit happens. It does. It still sucks. Hmm. I mean, Many of the, the episodes are still available on YouTube and stuff. People want to check it out. You should. You should. <laughs> uh, yeah. But even, even then, it's still like, there's definitely different, like, as much as I talk my ass off on this all the fucking time, it still took me, and I'm still not 100% great being on stage. Like, <laughs> doing, like, live public speaking. Hmm. It's still not 100% my comfort zone. Yeah, I emceed and host a bunch of shit in the strip clubs. And like, <laughs> do you have a, a strip club DJ voice? Can you do it for me? Oh, well, hold on. give me one sec. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna botch this being on the spot like this. All right, Kira, coming down to the stage next. We have Kira, Kira, Kira. Candy, report to the VIP. Candy to the VIP. 
good, Dad. No, it's good. No, it's good. <laughs> but I mean, I was... oh, one of my oh god, sorry. Uh, one of my best friends um, used to be a strip club DJ, and the way he does his DJ voice sounds exactly like the guy that I actually had as a strip club DJ. And so I, I hate him doing it because it just brings back like, oh, like kind of memories. But yours was good and entertaining, but also not like everyone else's. It's great. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But that that was still like a muscle that like needed to be worked out before it was not like just terrified. You know, the first mm-hmm. time I was doing one of the Dames and Games event, like Matt MC, I'm like, uh, I'm not, but I, I do pre-recorded stuff. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I just fucking, I mean, I did it. I just fucking did it. Mm-hmm. But also like AVN 2018, I definitely bombed in front of the whole fucking industry. Really? Yeah. I was, I was at, I was at AVN 2018. What happened? When, when I got on stage, when we went best comedy. Mm-hmm. Did you not see me? I, I must have seen it. I don't remember you doing anything bad. <laughs> well, it was just like I didn't have anything to fucking really say. <laughs> you know, I got I went up there like accepted the best comedy, if not expecting them to hand me the fucking trophy. Sorry to the audience that has heard the story a hundred fucking times. Not no, man, when... I oh. I've only ever won one EVN and it was for a category that wasn't announced uh during the show. So I just had to like go and pick up my trophy. And then the one thing that I got that was announced, um, I ended up leaving XBiz early that year because I was sure that I wouldn't win because I almost never win. So it was just like, a, okay, this was fun. And I got to wake up early the next morning. So I'm going to go ahead and like take some pictures and then get out of here. And then uh, as I was getting into bed, I was getting a bunch of texts from people saying, where the fuck are you? Where'd you go? Like we just won. <laughs> um, actually, I still need to contact them. because I, I won a best... I think it was like best group sex scene or it's something. I don't know. It was for uh, Three Cheers for Satan, a Burning Angel movie. That was a lot of fun. And it was a really great scene. So I'm really glad that it won something. Um, but I don't have the trophy for it. I need to like contact somebody on XBiz and like ask them to send me one. Because I do want that trophy. I just Hell yeah. not yeah, gotten around to getting it yet. See, technically, technically I'm, I'm an AVN award winner in the loosest sense of the word because I was in the best comedy for 2018. <laughs> but I I lost my personal nomination for best non-sex performance. So, Aww. <laughs> I know. No, it happens. I I remember the first year I was nominated, um, and I thought for sure I was going to get best solo, and it, it was mostly because everybody else kept hyping me up, and I'm kind of mad at people for doing that to me because there's no way I was going to win against like all of the other huge names and stuff. I was brand new, and I did it for a smaller company, so it was a great scene. Like what I did was good, but it's it is a little bit politicky. So there, I didn't really have that much of a chance, but people kept telling me for the, the whole convention week that I was definitely going to win. So by the time like, it was the show night, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to win this. It's going to be great. And then I didn't, and it crushed me. <laughs> so now I just go into the award season thinking like, it's great that I was nominated and I'm going to be happy for whoever actually wins it. Um, I don't know. I, I think that this year I'm nominated for... Eight different awards for AVN, two for XBiz, and three for the Pornhub Awards. Um, and I don't think that I'll win any of them, but I'm hosting AVN, so that's pretty fucking cool. You're hosting. You, the, <laughs> yeah. There's almost guaranteed that you're going to win something if you're fucking hosting. I don't think there's... No. I don't no, think there's been a single so year because, where the host has not won something. But I would be the one to have the bad luck to be the first one. 
because <laughs> you gotta understand like i i am very much a, a, a b plus kind of person um and that's that's there's nothing wrong with that i'm i'm at peace with it at this point but it's i'm always like good not great um so it's fucking awesome that i'm hosting I don't think I'm going to win anything. And that's totally fine because the people who are going to win it are amazing people who very much deserve those awards. Um, so I will celebrate and be happy for them while we're shooting whatever kind of version of the AVN show we're going to be doing <laughs> without an actual uh, audience. Are they, where, what are they using for a set for it? Like I doubt they, they, they told me, they told me they haven't decided yet. I don't want to talk about it too much because I know that they're kind of secretive with this kind of stuff. Um, I don't know what I'm allowed to say in terms of what we're doing for the show. Oh, I All I know for now is, I know, but I just don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm a goody two shoes. Well, um, I, I get that. I don't, want, I don't want to get you fired. I don't want to like have to call Peter <laughs> Warren and be like, you got to take Kira back. It's my fault. I got her drunk. <laughs> or at least like don't have her do anything for the 2022 awards because, uh, um, but, <laughs> but no, I know it's not going to be in at the hard rock or in front of an audience at all. Um, they're just going to still do something live just with like the, the host and the trophy girls and a crew probably. Are they um, going to have a comedian this year? I don't know. I, I really hope they do. I hope they have a comedian and a musical guest still. Um, because for mainstream award shows, they're still doing like musical acts and all of that. They're just doing it without an audience. But also, so I, I hope they do. AVN doesn't have like the budget that SAG or fucking the Oscars does. And yeah, without but, a- but there are still they're still able to hire people like Doja Cat and, and Diplo and, and Cardi B and Well, yeah, but the, that's because the they have, have the convention money behind it. Like, without the convention. Well, you don't think that they would use the convention money from last year? Well, but they also got to put on the 2022 convention without getting 2021 money in, so it's... Who knows? That makes sense. Hmm. I yeah, mean, I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's just going to be... Yeah, it's just going to be on ABN Stars. It's, it's going to be different than other years. Um, but I'm still going to have fun with it because the other girl that I'm hosting with is crazy hot. Who are you and hosting it's with? just fun. Her name is Skylar Lowe. Um, she's a cam girl who is Latina and tiny and like 50% boob. <laughs> it's, well, um, she's awesome. Excuse me for a moment. I need to make use of Google real quick. <laughs> you absolutely should. should. She's, no, she's crazy gorgeous. Come here. Okay. I have a bunch of wires. Oh, my puppy <laughs> is chewing on. So I'm going to show him to the camera again. Say hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, <laughs> isn't he the cutest? He is. Yes, yeah. Uh, see, no, if, if I was in charge of the production for ABN 2021, I would definitely mm-hmm. have cardboard cutouts of like the usual suspects in the first couple rows, like you know <laughs> all the like the big names. Like there'd be Angela White, a cardboard cut of Angela White, Abella, like everybody like in the front mm-hmm. rows, so they could pan to the audience and just see like cardboard cutouts sitting in chairs. <laughs> <laughs> no, they told me a couple of their ideas for what to do about the whole like no audience thing. And there, there's one in particular, like, again, like, I don't want to talk about it because I don't know if they're trying to keep it a secret or not, but I really hope they do just because it'll be fucking funny and, and show that, like, there's an audience, but it's obviously not anything that would break COVID uh, regulations. <laughs> Fuck, this sucks. There's so many things that I'm doing that I can't talk about yet. Uh, um, <laughs> well, the other thing I would do if I was in charge of it, if I'm not doing the cardboard cutouts, is literally pan to last year's footage of the audience. Like, just recycle, <laughs> blatantly recycle last year's footage. That, that could be dangerous, though. I actually was just watching this show called The Masked Singer. It's like an, another, like, singing reality show thing. 
Um, and they kept cutting away to an audience that was like clapping and screaming and not wearing masks and being very close together. And while I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, why, how are they getting away with this? Like, what the fuck are they doing? And then I Googled it and it turns out they were using footage from the previous seasons. But because it was so, like, it wasn't very dated. Um, like, it didn't look like it was from a long time ago. And like, I'd never seen the show before. It, it looked like it was just a normal audience. Oh, that got very angry. So... Well, see, I make it blatant. Like, you know, cut to a fucking close-up of you in the audience. Like, <laughs> That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> Just you screaming your head off at someone else wedding from, like, last year. Like, mm-hmm. that would be hilarious. They would, they would have to use the year before that, because this last year, I was wearing these metal pasties that kept falling off, so I'm very sure that they deleted any footage of, like, me with my nipples out in the front row. <laughs> Okay, so they used the 2019 footage. Sure. Yeah, 2019 or 2018, yeah, it was looking very respectable. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> come on, that'd be hilarious. And the award yeah. goes to and then just you screaming your head off, like, right in the front row. Like, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be great. They'd just be like, what is happening here? Like, this scene's filmed before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the first thing you're going to do whenever things open back up to anything close to normal? <sighs> I'll probably get real drunk in another country. Mm-hmm. Which country? Ideally, Japan. Same. Dude, I... Okay, so after the 2021 uh, AVN Awards, I was drunk after the show and had this bucket moment of, like, I've always wanted to go to Japan. This is going to be the year that I travel. Um, and I bought tickets to Japan. Like I, I looked up the best hostel in Japan, like for for meeting other people and like going as as a solo traveler. Uh, and I was so pumped for it. I was going to go in March, and March is right when everything started shutting down all across the world. Um, I'm still kind of sad about it. Like I will go to Japan as soon as I'm able. Well, if you want to, you know, a travel buddy for it, I'm always always down to go back to Japan. Yeah, you're part of the reason why I wanted to go to Japan too. Um, because you told us about the uh, New Year's Eve that you spent there. That was really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been. It, I, it's been since 2016 was the last time I went. So it's like, uh, it's been five years. It's been too long. It's been yeah. too, too fucking long. I'm all, yeah, I want to go back. I want to go back to Japan. I want, I was just talking to somebody about this. Like, I would love to try to pull off my around the world trip, but I don't know if I'll have the time or money. Yeah. No, I would love to go to Japan and Thailand and Berlin, um, but I've, it's just a matter of like taking that much time off. I could probably work in Europe, but I don't think there's really a market for my look in Asia. Um, so I there might just be. go there. Just, eh, it's, I don't think they're really super into black girls over there. I, I don't even really want to try um, just because I wouldn't want to waste my time or theirs. And, and I've, Last time I went to Europe, um, I worked for a little bit, and then I was just on vacation for a little bit, and that was super fun. Um, and if I go back to Europe, I think that's probably how I'll play it. Or like I'll have a week of working and a week of fun. Like bounce um, over to Prague but, for a week and then bounce back to yeah, where yeah. we want to go. Exactly, exactly. Now, last time I was in the UK, I, I went there for my twenty fourth birthday. Yes, I went to uh, London for my 24th birthday, and I did fake taxi and fake driving school and all that kind of stuff, um, and that was great. So I would probably do the same thing if I went back to Germany, um, especially think about moving to Germany, if really? possible. Yeah, I have, my dad lives there. Um, he's not German, he's Jamaican, but he works for the government, um, so he's on a military base out there, and uh, I 
could technically have a better chance of getting my own residency if I list him as a family contact, um, since he's already a German resident. Um, and it's just a matter of getting him to come with me, because this little guy is probably half Shih Tzu. Um, and they don't allow Shih Tzus to fly to the UK. If I was to go to Berlin, like right now, you can't travel from America to Berlin. So I would have to go to the UK first because it's the only country in Europe that you can go to uh, from America. You can go to Croatia too, from what I understand. But there are no direct flights from America to Croatia. And you can't have a layover um, because if you have a layover in a country that's not allowing travel from America, they will send you back. That's fucked up. <laughs> Look into this. It's really fucked up. Because at first I was like, fuck, I'll just go to Croatia and it'll be fine. But there, there are no direct flights from America to Croatia. Um, so I'd have to go to the UK first. I can't fly with this guy um, because I don't really know what he is. Uh, I know he's definitely part Maltese. He's probably part Shih Tzu. Um, and they don't allow any pets in the cabin area at all with flights to the UK. And they don't allow certain breeds in the cargo area because they, if they have this like a smush snout, um, then they could have breathing problems and die there. So I don't want to run that risk with him. Um, so I'd have to go by boat. <laughs> I would probably have to take a cruise from New York to the UK and then do stay they still in the UK. Do those? Yes, they do. At least they should be in April. <laughs> so if that's still running in April. Um, and then I'm thinking about taking a cruise to the UK, staying there for two weeks to quarantine and prove that I don't have COVID, uh, take another test in order to get into, uh, Germany. I have to be able to prove to them that I haven't been in America for at least two weeks. I might end up staying in the UK for like a full month just to be like extra sure. Um, but yeah, I just have to show that I, I haven't been in America for at least two weeks that I don't have COVID. He needs to also get a test. Um, he also needs the European passport, which I could get while I'm in the UK. And then I could get into Germany as a tourist, uh, and I could start working on applying for a residency. And I've already talked to my dad about it. Like he said that he's fine with me putting him on the stuff. Like we're not super close. Like I wouldn't go stay with him, um, but he's okay with me like bringing up his name and all that. Cool. Um, and they would basically like, hopefully if I did fall on hard times that like I would have family that is a resident. So I wouldn't be completely shit out of luck. And they would take that into consideration with approving my residency. And then maybe I could just like stay there. <laughs> and, but, so I'm thinking like probably in April I'll, I'll try to go and at the very least like have a little vacation. And if, if not, if I can't stay there, then I'll just come back home. But um, if I could just like move to Berlin, that would be pretty fucking tits. That would be pretty fucking <laughs> rad. Um, yeah. I'm just going to warn you now. I may come visit. No, that'd be great. Berlin's awesome. I haven't been. <laughs> I haven't been, Like I've only been to Munich. So no. Uh, I so full disclosure. I've only ever been to the golf clubs and the swinger clubs in Berlin. That's like, oh, like no. my Berlin only experience. the golf clubs uh, and the swinger clubs. So, so I don't really know like only like the culture of Berlin past that, but it's cool. <laughs> Just trust me, it's cool. Hey, um, I'm into German girls, so like, yeah, I'm. I'm into German people. Just I'm, it's lovely being bisexual, just being attracted to everybody and everyone in between. <laughs> but no, I I had a lot of fun there last time, and I think that there's a, a certain appeal to a country that has outright banned their Nazis um, as opposed to here where it's like freedom of speech and Southern pride and all that kind of shit. Um, like we don't need, God, I, I don't want to make like a whole conversation. We don't have to get like super deep into this, but I hate the whole Confederate statue thing. And like the fact that rebel flags are considered patriotic, which makes no fucking sense. <laughs> um, and I like the idea that like, like no, 
it's not going to be that racism is non-existent in Germany. Like whenever I first started talking about this on Twitter, people were like, you know, there's still people that hate black people in everywhere, right? And I'm like, yes, I am well aware of that. The difference between Germany and here is that if somebody wants to be a Nazi in Germany, that is literally illegal. You yep. can't fly the Nazi symbolism. You, you can't erect like, statues to Hitler and claim that it's to educate the public. Like it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot different the way they, they've, well, it's kind of it's it's almost crazy. Like you can't even have it in like fictional culture and stuff like that. Video games can't have it. Mm-hmm. Like, meanwhile, here we have whole shows that are dedicated to the idea of like, what if the Nazis won? <laughs> like going forward with that future. Yeah. Um. Well, it's just one of those things where like I totally understand and respect that. Like, yeah, we should not promote real Nazism. We should not promote any of that shit. But. Mm-hmm. To, you know, completely be like, oh, we can't even use it as, like, thought experiments or fiction is a, seems, as an American, it seems a little extreme. Because, you know. No, I, I understand your point. However, I think that a lot of malicious people end up using loopholes like that in order to make shit that's actually bad. Like, I've had plenty of people over the years who have told me they're not racist, but they'll test the boundaries with me, like, making racist jokes and, like, saying out-of-line shit. And then if I call them out on them, they're like, whoa, 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 I was just joking. Like, how? I can't believe you thought it was serious. And, like, like, people use that. So I think that eliminating that as an option is a good idea. It's not fun. It sucks for the people who would have just made something that would be satirical or or just, like, like, not serious at all. But there are too many people that would exploit that. I know there is no perfect system. It's just mm-hmm. it's wild to me. It's something that I just can't wrap my brain around. Like where, um, some of like the history YouTube channels I watch, like in their animated stuff, can't use a swastika because they don't want their video not to be shown in Germany. Mm-hmm. That's like you're using it in this context. Like you should be able to. You, it's it's weird. Yeah. No, in a, in a perfect world, we'd be able to clearly define. Oh, that died. Yep. I was using a ring light. <laughs> in, a, in a better world, we'd be able to really clearly see the difference between people who are being genuine and the people who are being assholes. Um, but it's just too hard to tell. And they made the call to not even fuck with that argument. No problem. We'll pause for half a second right. while you try to fix your lighting. And Kara's back. She's fixed her lighting. Hi. Yay. Sorry about that. No worries. I had a puppy that pulled on the wire. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree with you. There, there's a lot of things that, like, ideally should be fine and just in practice mm-hmm. aren't. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, I'm all for free speech. I say some wild shit. But no, I don't want to fucking hear hate speech. I don't want to hear that sort of stuff. And it's just like, it. it's a problem. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give Nazis a, or racists a fucking platform. Mm-hmm. And that's the unfortunate side of free speech in America, where, yeah, we, we have, we get taught our whole lives that we have more rights than anybody else in the world. Um, but along with those rights, people who suck get the yeah. same privileges. Um, and it, what is okay in society and what isn't changes throughout the years. Um, so, there is there are going to be times where there's certain speech that's going to be perfectly acceptable in mainstream media and just in polite conversation that in 50 years might be considered completely terrible. Oh, hell. Um, a perfect yeah. example is, uh, have you ever seen The French Connection with Gene Hackman? Mm-mm. The movie, I'm fairly sure, won a couple Oscars. It's a great film. It has 
one of the best chase scenes ever committed to film. Mm-hmm. Gene Hackman's character definitely says, uh, like, flat out in the movie, never trust an N-word with a knife. Like, that's just a line of dialogue in the fucking movie. He's a co- he's playing a cop. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not socially acceptable at all anymore. No. No, no. So one of my favorite TV shows is How I Met Your Mother. Um, it's just a comfort show of mine. Where like I, I love just watching it and having it in the background. They have a lot of transphobic jokes in that show. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize it until I started rewatching it again like a couple years ago. Um, whenever I was first watching it a lot, it was like early 2010s, like 2012 or something like that. Um, and it just completely flew over my head because the jokes are always kind of just peppered in. They never dedicate a whole episode to hating trans people. But there's like a couple of like really fucked up things that are just like thrown in there and then like just move past it and never addressed. And it's it, it fucks with me. Like I hate that that show that I really enjoy watching has that really awful aspect to it that was so normalized. Oh, it has a couple. I mean, Barney's kind of a date rapist. Re- oh, explain that to me. Well, I, he's not—he's not supposed to be a good person, right? But, but like, like, I mean, he—if you consider, you know, rape by deceit, like, there's, you know, he mm-hmm. lies to women that he meets at bars all the time throughout the course of the show. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider that. I mean, it depends. Ah, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's. I see your point. I don't know. Oh no! I, and I love Neil Patrick Harris, and like I enjoyed the hell out of the show. But in like in modern con- and like if you would ask me in, you know, would that show run from like the mid two thousands to oh eight? Like if you would ask me at the time, like you know, Barney's kind of a sleaze bag, but he's not a criminal. Yeah. And then like modern, like modern looking at consent and shit like that. It's like, oh a lot of these women were just sleeping with him because he was flat out lying to them in some situations. Fuck, you're right. Mm. I know. It's like, <laughs> it's like, holy shit, that's problematic as hell. It's really problematic. Yeah. No, I always consider like he's, he's a dick, but not a rapist. But, I, but yeah, no, if, if they're... Hmm, I'd hate you. <laughs> I want because I still like that show. I just don't want to. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The, the, the thing I do appreciate about it is that you're not supposed to think that he's a good person. No. Um, I actually just had this conversation with somebody a little while ago about how some movies and TV shows kind of miss the mark where they have an antihero or a character who has like obvious terrible flaws, and they still make them something that other people aspire to be. Uh, and like the incident, like you should, be, you should not want to be his character. Like you shouldn't want to be Tyler Durden or or Rick Sanchez or anything like that. Um, and so I feel like they, they kind of make it so you, you don't want to be Barney. <laughs> no. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you definitely don't want to be Barney. But and then you mm-hmm. know they make him a real person. Like they make him a flawed character. He's not like just like yeah. a s- full on sociopath. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's still like it, it, the nature of the time. Like you know. At the as I said, at the time, I would have never thought that like Barney did like anything that was morally just horrible. It was just like mm-hmm. that's not right. That's not that's yeah. questionable, but it's not like, oh, that's no, no that's just bad. But th- that's just how we've evolved in a society. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. 
that crazy. Sucks. It, yeah, I guess that show kind of sucks. Um, it's really entertaining. But oh, it's yeah, fun. it's fucking entertaining as hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. But Ted's also, like... Oh, Ted's awful. Yeah. No, like, even when even, like when I first was watching the show, um, he should not have gotten robbed in the end. Um, he's kind of an asshole. He, he's that, like, quote-unquote nice guy where he thinks he deserves the girl. Um, and then he does, like, a lot of shady stuff himself. No, what uh, I, mm-hmm. My favorite character is always Robin, and I feel like the finale kind of screwed her over. Um, it would have been great if they ended her storyline with her being single but fulfilled, because um, it's just not enough of that. Or like, some people are fucking perfectly happy not having kids and focusing on their careers and being really successful in that way. And Robin um, her like and five instead, dogs. Yeah, and yeah, she had five dogs. She's never lonely. Like she's yeah. she's like a happy person. Um, but they did a complete one eighty with those last couple episodes, where instead of her being happy with her accomplishments and her life, she was just like this bitter old spinster it's like eh, nobody wants me and then like when ted comes around with blue french horn again she's like so happy that somebody wants her again and it's that was that was really lame um i feel like they if they wanted them to end up together there should have been better build-up because they went from like a whole season of barney and robin getting married to okay they divorced and then a couple of episodes later like ted gets her it's like what <laughs> you can't make all that build up of like why ted and robin don't work um and, and not only that but barney okay sorry this is one of my favorite shows i have strong opinions on this <laughs> i'm sorry for going off on this tangent um but barney and robin ended up not working out because she was doing a lot of traveling for her job as a reporter and that was too stressful for her marriage uh, and that was with Barney, who they, she didn't have kids with, and he liked doing crazy, fun stuff. And, and, like, that was still too stressful for him. So why would Ted, who has two children, not even, like, adult children who are off to college or whatever, but, like, still two che- teenagers the time that the show ended, why would he suddenly be okay with that? Either he's going to be miserable staying at home, or he would have to choose to leave his children to go with her. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't at all. And, like... <laughs> Also, like his children, kind of encouraging him to go after Robin too. Like, what, what, what? You know, I don't know. I don't think most kids are that well adjusted to be like, yeah, Dad, go be hell happy, <laughs> go be happy, Dad. No, fuck, fuck go our mom's memory. Yeah. yeah, fuck our mom's memory. Like, no, no, mm-hmm. no. No, apparently they filmed that ending um, from the kids' perspective like eight years before the film. Oh, yeah, because uh, Lindsay, Fo- um, Lindsay Fononesca played the daughter mm-hmm. uh, who was also in Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, really? Okay, no, I've seen the second one, but I haven't seen the first oh. Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, dude, the first one's so much better. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah, she plays the the Great White Buffalo. She plays like John Cusack's initial love interest that he you know feels, feels like is the one that got away. Because John Cusack's in the first one, and they couldn't get him for the second one, which is what led me to believe the second one was not going to be as good. And I was right. Oh, I really liked it. It was I mean, fun. It's fun. The first one's better. Especially because, like, okay. you know, it's not a great film when John Cusack's not doing it. <laughs> John Cusack has done some dogs. Mm-hmm. No, but, see, I really want to be in, like, a really cheesy, terrible mainstream movie one day. Oh, it'll happen for you. Oh, 100 I hope some- so. You should be yelling at I've been in Cinemax stuff. Uh, I've been in like a lot of softcore movies, but like nothing that's just cheesy but for everyone kind of thing. You should be yelling at your agent about that daily. 
<laughs> I want to do something mainstream. Hmm. It probably would be a little bit harder now. I don't know how the mainstream side of the industry is doing with all the whole COVID restrictions. I mean, they're they're filming stuff. I mean, it's it's happening. Mm-hmm. Much like you know, adult. It's like depending on the production, it's uh, certain levels of doing the mm-hmm. right thing or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I have some friends that are in the unions, and like some of them are working, some of them are not. It's questionable. But who knows, with numbers still spiking, if we're going to fucking backslide to, like, nope, all production shut back down. Mm-hmm. Now, aren't there supposed to be new restrictions for L.A. starting today or yesterday? Uh, like, there's like, a curfew or something now? Yeah. It's not a stay-at-home order. It's a curfew for after 10 p.m. No, no mm-hmm. non-essential business. So it's like okay, well, just for businesses, like so we can we can still be like out and about well, after ten. No, ga- no, no gatherings are not no gatherings are non essential businesses after ten p.m. Okay, so I mean I don't know where the fuck I would be after ten p.m. if I wasn't in a bar. So or I mean I just I, I walk my dog late sometimes. So whenever I first heard that, I was like, oh, sometimes I take him out around eleven. So now you'll be maybe fine. I don't want to get like arrested because I'm taking my dog out for a walk or anything like that. Well. Showing how well, like, LAPD's been fucking enforcing this shit since day one, I don't think you have anything to worry about. <laughs> yeah, you see motherfuckers without masks all the time. It's like, there's supposed to be an ordinance. Like, the police don't fucking want to, especially with all... They don't want to enforce that shit. They don't want to enforce that shit, especially with, like, how much conflict there's been with the police this year. They're just like, oh, I'm not going to risk my career and fucking starting something off over someone's mask. Hmm. Which, I don't know if that's the right call or not, but I also don't want to see fucking police violence over a fucking mask. Mm-hmm. So, I wish people would just take their own fucking responsibility and don't need, like, fucking babysitters to tell them to put on a fucking mask. Oh, no, that's, that's not the problem with our culture, or, or just, like, American culture of you can't tell me what to do because I'm an American and I'm free and I have more rights than any other person and it's just... Like, I have one friend who I love dearly. He's one of my favorite people, but he's very much in the camp of like, it's fucking bullshit that I have to wear a mask when I go outside. And I hate being told I have to stand on a sticker to make sure that I'm six feet apart. And it's like, well, dude, just fucking do it. If most of us did this, it would be over by now. Right. But because there's so many people who are fighting it, that's why it's being extended for so long. Um, it's like, literally, it doesn't do you any harm. Mm-hmm. All it does is show... But it's just... Yeah, it's just the bulking against being told what to do. Don't be a fucking child. I don't enjoy wearing a mask. I don't enjoy, like, not going to fucking bars. But, you know, I would like to have sex again sometime in, like, the 2020s. So we (laughs) need to get our shit. I don't have to be a hoe again. (laughs) Right? Like, I would like to be a hoe again. I'd like to be a hoe again in other countries. No one wants (laughs) us because we can't fucking get our shit together. You know, I actually like wearing a mask. I was wearing them before they were a thing here, really. Uh, there was this uh, guy that I was watching who was a, a he's an English model who's living in Japan, and he never showed his face. He's always wearing one of those masks. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so I started wearing those masks whenever I was like going to the gym or like, to the grocery store or whatever, because I just didn't want to be perceived. <laughs> I just didn't want people to look at me. And also, like I feel like I... I looked very vulnerable at the gym. I, I didn't know what I was doing and I was, I wanted to just figure it out on my own. Um, and I, a lot of people would try to come up and talk to me and I hated that. So if I wore a mask, I looked kind of crazy and people left me alone. It was fantastic. Um, so whenever masks became a mandatory thing and like we were going inside most places, I already had like a good stock of uh, reusable washable ones. So that was good. 
And I'll probably keep wearing them even when they're not required. Hey, who knows when that's going to ever fucking be? Yeah. And even with the vaccine, like, you know, they're saying that oh, people should so still wear masks. Don't take it. Oh, yeah, like, well, I, I know people are. I'm curious to see if the anti vax crowd is like, oh, I'll take this vaccine. I know a lot of them are saying no because it'll be the mark of the beast. So, okay. <laughs> Were you ever religious at any point in your life? Nope. Okay, so I, I will explain this to you because I used to be. And I know the story very well and people are misinterpreting it. And as a former Christian, it makes me very upset. Um, so in Revelations, um, which is like the end of times, kind of just the, the Bible detailing how the world will come to an end. Um, you see, you have the rapture, which most people are already aware of, where like all the good Christians are just zapped up to heaven. Uh, and everybody else has to stay on earth while the apocalypse happens and demons come to earth and to fight angels. And like the battle round for the universe is fought on earth. And if you are not truly a Christian, you haven't accepted Jesus in your cart, you have to be here while all that's going down. Um, part of it, this whole thing um, says that the antichrist will rise to power within humanity. And at some point he will become the head of the new Babylon, which is just like whatever the major city is of the time. Um, and he will require everyone to have the mark of the beast. And that will be either some iteration of 666, which is the most evil number, or his name. And it will have to be on our foreheads or on our hands. And we'll have to have the mark of the beast in order to buy or sell anything. So people are taking that story and saying that the vaccine is going to be the mark of the beast. Um, and whenever the, the apocalypse is happening, there's supposed to be like still a chance that you can accept Jesus into your heart and become a good church Christian and still end up going to heaven after you die. But if you accept the mark of the beast, you are condemned to hell. There's no coming back from that. Um, so they're saying that they will refuse the vaccine because that is the mark of the beast. And if, if they are even killed for, for not accepting the vaccine, killed by the government for not accepting the mark of the beast, they will be happy because they know they will die as true Christians. <laughs> And what they're not understanding is that, one, this happens after the rapture. Unless you think that the rapture has already happened and that you're already not a true Christian because you are not taken, this part of the story is not happening yet. Well, to to be fair, I think the rapture may have happened. I mean, they did take Prince, David Bowie, and Lemmy already, so. Oh, you think it happened, what was that, 2016? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe the rapture is in 2016. Yeah, that should have, I mean, that should already <laughs> we, we live in a world without David Bowie and Prince. That's true. And let That's me, true. and let me kill Meister. Like, <laughs> you know, the, the, the good people are already gone, man. Like, and, but the thing about it is like the whole time you're talking about the story about the angels and demons fighting, I'm like, man, here in LA, we would be watching that like car chases. We'd just be in the bar watching it on TV, like a car chase. Yeah. <laughs> but no, so like they... So in order for the mark of the beast to pop up, the rapture must already have happened. Um, Second, the mark of the beast is supposed to be like a clear symbol displayed on your forehead or on your wrist. Honestly, Donald Trump's hats would be more likely to be the mark of the beast than anything else. (laughs) Because like that is a symbol of his name. Like the the mark of the beast is supposed to be a symbol of the the Antichrist's name or 666. If you see a MAGA hat, you know that means Donald Trump. That's that's Trump supporter. That would be more, way more likely to be a mark of the beast than a fucking vaccine that goes into your like arm instead of your wrist. And what's hilarious is the MAGA slogan is stolen from Reagan. Really? Uh Uh-huh. I didn't know that. That's a Reagan campaign slogan. (laughs) 
God, he's such a crook. It's like, in every way. He didn't even come up with his fucking trademark slogan. Like, what the fuck? Damn. It, oh my god, he's really going up these wires. I have his own shoe toy up here. He is just absolutely fixated on all the wires instead of his toy. It's mind-boggling to me to someone who'd be like, I have zero proof that there's an afterlife, but I'm going to make horrible life choices on the promise that there is. Well, it's it's part of the human condition, I feel like. I used to be really hardcore Christian. Um, I used to even try to justify why I was attracted to women in the context of Christianity. <laughs> um, and, and just, you, especially whenever you're brought up in it, you're taught from a very young age that if you can accept this, even though there's no proof, you will be rewarded. And death is scary. Like, everyone's afraid of death, even if you're an atheist, like, no matter who you are. Oh, no, it's scarier as an atheist. Yeah, yeah. Because there's just going to be nothing. Yeah. Um, and, and now I'm more agnostic where I feel like I can't sit here and say for sure there's nothing. But I, I just don't know. I feel like it's impossible for me in my current form to know for sure what's going to happen. Um, but we're all going to find out. And, and it's just like the thing of like, if, if you're able to exploit the very common fear of death in humans, you're, you're able to turn that into faith. Yeah. <laughs> of like hey if you just believe hard enough it'll all be okay and there's nothing to be afraid of with death and like every good thing that happens to you is because this being loves you and every bad thing that happens is because you're not doing enough or <laughs> so or better. god works in mysterious ways like hey why mm-hmm. did that typhoon wipe all these people off the fucking map that eh, god works right. in mysterious ways yeah why are there people who survived cancer just to die from covid god works in mysterious yeah, ways like, no Th- that's our like <laughs> I don't want to emulate Rick Sanchez, but Rick Sanchez's nihilism, the writer's nihilism, sometimes really does speak to me. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like this universe just wants to fucking shake you off of it. Mm-hmm. That's all it really wants. Like, COVID doesn't give a fuck if you're the most pious person or the giant, the biggest piece of shit in the world. Mm-hmm. It's a genetic roll of the dice on what happens to you if you catch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plenty of good people have died from it. I'm sure plenty of shit people have died from it. Yeah. No, I I really want to move to Europe. I just I do love this country. There there are plenty of things about California in particular that I, I really love. Um I just don't see it getting better here anytime soon. Um with like the police brutality and, and the casual racism and the normalization of racist symbols like the Confederate flag flag um, in our country. Uh or it's just I don't see any of that changing anytime soon. So like, I want to stay and try to be part of the change, but I I don't know. I've been trying to it's make exa- this work for, for 26 years and it's, it's just doesn't seem like it's going to get any better. I, I It seems like it, that sounds fucking exhausting. Mm-hmm. It, it just, you know, as a black woman, I'm sure that is absolutely just fucking exhausting. Like I, uh, I at least have the privilege of being, you know, I'm Jewish, but I'm white passing. Like, unless I tell you I'm a Jew, like, I don't have to deal with that bullshit. Hmm. Or, but it's still like it's its own brand of bullshit. Like, I have a little sister who's white passing. Um, she's very black. She's only a quarter white, and there are plenty of times where people will, like say fucked up shit about black people in front of her, thinking that as another white person, she'll coastline or at the very least let it slide. And it's like a whole different thing to navigate. Um, that I'll never have to experience. Like most people try to at least kind of hide their racism in front of me. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've definitely experienced like anti-Semitism in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've definitely experienced like subtle anti-Semitism, just the, like the Jews being cheap or 
you know, a lot of I people I consider friends being like, oh, you don't fucking tip. I'm like, no, I actually over tip as a way to fucking like try yeah. to compensate against that stereotype. No, I feel like that's like a similarity between Jewish people and black people. We're like, I also try to over tip to try to break that stereotype. It's like, ah, you thought I was going to tip you, but fuck you. I gave you more money. <laughs> like, um, and like, I also like don't eat fried chicken or watermelon in public or, or smoke Newports in public. Um, back when I used to smoke cigarettes, just because I don't want to reinforce those stereotypes, even though I know it's stupid. Oh, um, and, and, and that sucks because fried chicken is fucking delicious. You know, everybody likes fried chicken. Everybody likes watermelon, but I won't eat them in public because it's always somebody that's like, uh, of course you love it. (laughs) Watermelon's okay. Fried chicken's delicious. Do you you know why watermelon is associated with black people? No. Um, So back in the slavery era of America, whenever some slaves were able to either like buy their way out into their freedom or just like become free at some point. Um, they had to make money in a very, very still racist world. Um, and one of the easiest ways to do so was be- to become a watermelon farmer. Um, even if you didn't know a lot about business or how to cultivate like other crops, watermelon is very easy to grow. The seeds are very cheap. Everybody wants to buy it. Um, so you were able to be a successful Black person in this awful era of being Black in America by being a watermelon farmer. Um, so watermelons became a symbol of Black liberation. White people didn't like that. Of course not. So they started making propaganda saying that the only reason black people liked growing watermelons so much is because they were so stupid that they thought it was like a fancy treat. Uh, and so that started like a bunch of shit of just like cartoons and and, and like little postcards and things like that uh, of jokes saying that like the only reason black people love watermelon, like love it to a cartoonishly hilarious extent is because they're really stupid. Um, the, do you know the ice cream song that goes na 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 The original title of that song is Nigger Love a Watermelon <laughs> based off of this era of just trying to get black people to be ashamed of liking watermelon. And well, it worked. I, I thought it was uh, I, mean, I, I know it's from those times. I thought it had like a a fucking different name, but same hmm. same difference. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, no, the uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I, lo- I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Some recording artist just recorded a new, like, basically ice cream man song to replace that song from the typical ice cream truck. That, like in the last really? year or so, just because because of the racist origin of that song. I, I didn't know that. I'll check that out later. I remember seeing an article about it. I want. I don't remember who it was, but someone recorded like came up with a new fucking ice cream jingle to get away from you know your neighborhood ice cream truck playing that shit. Mm-hmm. But it, it's crazy how much shit is just because the history of America is like just oh yeah, it's just still like a socially acceptable and like things that you may not even consider racist off the top of your head. It's like oh no, that has a racist origin. That really has a. <laughs> And that's why we we need to fucking educate ourselves about this kind of shit, because I, I very much disagree with the idea of, oh, if you just ignore racism, it'll go away. And like, the more we talk about it, the, the more it'll be around. I, I hate people that have that kind of mindset because there are so many things that come from slavery era America that are still present today. And it's only because people are ignorant about it. If people knew that's where it came from, then we could stop those practices and those ideas and stereotypes, and we could actually move on as as humanity. Um, But because we just kind of refuse to come to terms with that history, it just keeps going. Well, and the thing about it is, like, just because there was not active slavery in the North during those times doesn't mean it was like a fucking cakewalk for Black people in the North, either. 
It's not like, oh my God, you made it north of the Mason Dixon line. Yo, here's your wonderful life. Like, no, no, no. But even in northern cities, there's a lot of systematic racism. There's still a lot of mm-hmm. fucking, it was plenty bad. Like, yeah, you were not someone's property. Still, you weren't going to have like the best fucking life up here. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 there's still plenty of shit that like we need to fucking improve as like people. Like, it's just mm-hmm. America's melting pot just doesn't work quite as well as we market it. As I like to tell people, America is the best marketed country on the world, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. No, we swallow up our own propaganda so hard. <laughs> it's like, I, I think that this country itself is beautiful, like the land and the animals and just like the, the varying seasons, like the like difference between Florida and Washington and stuff like that. Um, I think that's awesome. I think there are, there are plenty of things about America, like freedom of speech, that's great. There are some things that I feel like were maybe a good idea for that time period, but not now. Like the, the Second Amendment, I think that people should have the right to defend themselves. Um, I don't think it should go as far as like having semi-automatic weapons. And I think that that came from an idea where at the time it was a lot harder to have a gun and shoot a gun and like make it all functioning and work like you the, the process oh god <laughs> sorry i have plants i have a basil plant on my windsill uh, windowsill and my dog just got into it i was wondering why i could smell basil it's because it's chewing on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh no what was i saying fuck i no, second amendment the second oh, right. amendment <laughs> um but no it used to be a lot harder to shoot a gun like they, they couldn't even like like wrap their heads around the idea of a gun that could just pop off that many rounds that quickly and kill that many people at once. Um, so, oh gosh, hi. Yes, it's very yummy. Um, so I, I think that there should be restrictions on that, but it's also like just so deeply ingrained in our culture that if you tell most people, like, I think there should be more gun restrictions. They're like, fuck you, you're not American. <laughs> it's, well, it's really... As a, as a gun owner, like, yes. I'm of the opinion that we should have federal rules on them because the problem is we have porous borders and the fact that like California has very restrictive gun laws yet we are surrounded by states that do not makes no Mm -hmm. goddamn sense Mm -hmm. like restrictive non-restrictive whatever we fucking decide on they should be universal because it makes no fucking sense to have this hodgepodge of just random bullshit like the fact that like if in Vegas if you have a Nevada concealed carry license you can cash and carry a handgun like you could walk into a gun store, be like, "I have a concealed carry license. Here's your money. Walk out with the gun. No waiting period." California, I believe, is like a two a ten day waiting period for a handgun. Mm-hmm. So but you wh- could just go to Nevada and get one and then come back. Well, legally you can't. Legally you can't buy a handgun unless you're a resident of the state. Mm. Oh, really? Yep. But okay. But it's still like. There's nothing stopping Nevada residents from driving into California. There's nothing like mm-hmm. it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. There definitely needs to be some reforms. I don't think we're ever going to disarm America. It's just too ingrained in our no. culture. Like, and I wouldn't want to. Um, I don't think it would work. I I don't think that people should have their guns taken away. I just think that certain guns should not be in the hands of civilians, uh, especially whenever there are a lot of people who just want to do harm to people for no reason um and you can't really gauge on whether or not somebody's going to be that kind of person whenever you're just selling them a gun yeah well it starts becoming the 
Well, if you make it too restrictive to get a gun, you know, the government's eventually going to make it so it's impossible for anyone to get a gun. Um, like, so you'll get the 2A people that are making that argument. And it's just like, I think the first thing we should do is like, oh, you want to own a gun? You want to carry a gun in public? You need to carry liability insurance. We'll do it right there. Like, if you think that, you know, it's okay for you to carry a gun and that you're going to potentially use it in a self-defense method, you should have to pay for fucking liability insurance for that. Do you know how many people would just stop carrying right then and there? There's also the argument that, that I grew up with where if you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. No, yeah. Or like basically, it's like if you make it too hard to get a gun, and only the people who don't care about the law will, will have those kinds of weapons. Um, and like I kind of agree with that, and kind of don't at the same time. Where I think if you make the laws harsh enough, like most people don't turn to murder because they don't want to go to jail for the rest of their life. Um, and, and so if you, if you make it like that, like that kind of harsh punishment for having the type of gun you're not supposed to have, um, or like like having a gun without the proper uh, licenses or anything like that. Then maybe that would work, but I don't I, know. I just don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. This is why I'm not a politician. I am not the kind of person who should be making these kinds of rules. These are just my opinions. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think banning all semi-automatic weapons is, has any basis in reality. Mm. It just you know your average handgun is semi-automatic. It's part of the problem. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of fucking problems. But part of the problem is your average American's education about firearms comes from fucking pop culture as well. Mm -hmm. So I am very much a proponent of like, before you're allowed to own a fucking gun, you should be fucking trained and actually know how to do use it. Because that's one of the biggest problems right now is like, you could fucking, you know, depending on the state, wait your waiting period and just be handed a handgun and like have no education on it. That thing in a life or death situation may be more of a hindrance to you than a help because you have no, if there's a fault, you have no idea how to clear it. You have like, you're not required any range time. You have no idea what it's going to be like when you pull that trigger. Mm -hmm. And for someone who has shot a lot in their life, I can tell you most of the time when I get on the range, if it's been a while, it's still jarring to those first couple shots. Oh yeah. No, the first time I shot a gun, it nearly it damn near threw me on my back. <laughs> I miss shooting guns. Um, well, and it's one of those things I, where, like, if you're not trained, you don't realize that, like, if you move your hand a quarter of an inch, depending on how far away your target is, you may miss it by a fucking long shot. Mm -hmm. These, these are all things that, like, should be required for people to fucking know before they have these fucking weapons. Mm -hmm. But that's not how we roll in America. Nope. I need to look up the gun laws in Germany because I would like to own a gun again someday. They're <laughs> probably not. You're probably yeah. not allowed to own one. Like, yeah. Europe's Europe's wild. Like, uh, it's mostly like like knife like stabbing uh, terrorist attacks and stuff, right? Well, the like UK not a lot of mass shootings. The UK is 100 like the UK has kitchen knives like on lockdown. Mm-hmm. I don't know so much about Germany. Spain, when I was in Spain, I was amazed to see how many knives were, like, for sale in Spain. Like, just knives everywhere. Hmm. I don't know what Germany's gun laws are. I don't, I don't keep up with, like... The only place in the world where I've ever been where I really felt the need that, like, I should have a gun is America. 
And maybe South mm-hmm. Africa. South Africa was kind of like, eh, having yeah. a good wouldn't be too bad here. <laughs> but that was also because I, like, my first day in, in country found a gun shop. That, like, oh, silencers are required here. Like, if you own a gun and have a carry permit in South Africa, you're required to have a silencer on it. That's interesting. Yep. Oh, that's kind of, it sounds sinister. What is the reasoning behind that? Uh, I am... I don't really know. I mean, the mm-hmm. thing about it is silencers don't also don't work like the movies. They like they lower the decibel where it's not going to deafen you if you don't have ear protection in. It's mm-hmm. still fucking loud. Hmm. But it was still like, yeah. wow, um, interesting. So it's not like the movies where it's just like a little... It's not, the, <laughs> it's not the little flat <laughs> noise. No, like, mm-hmm. uh, let me Google the actual decibels. It, it's, it was still wild, like, Walking to like just gunshots down there. Hmm. Uh, so most, we'll just do this off a quick Google search. Uh, most of uh, civilian accessible firearms emit sound rating from 140 to 175 decibels. Uh, Silencer only marginally suppressed the gun blast, bringing it down from 120 to 150 decibels. So it, I, I mean, don't know. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> it, it brings it down to like not going to fucking cause permanent hearing damage levels. Gotcha. It's still fucking identifiable as a gunshot and loud. Mm-hmm. What a suppressor also does is like makes it harder to identify where the shot's coming from. Peaceful. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> no, I don't get a lot of gunshots in my area. I live in Hollywood. Um, and I use this app called Citizen that's supposed to tell you like the, the criminal activity in your area. Um, and I get a lot of notifications where it's like reports of man brandishing a knife on this street and this street. And then a couple of minutes later, it's like a report of person stabbed. And it's just like, I get a lot of stabbings around here, but it's oh, never yeah. really serious. It's like people are dying. It just seems like just random people are getting well, it, knife It's a lot the of the homeless population. I mean, you know where I live. Like I don't, I'm in Hollywood too. Like you've been here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I get a lot of the same reports. It's like guy brandishing like fucking machete. It's, it's all what mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is just our, you know, our homeless population getting wild and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But as I said, like of all the places I've been to, like there's very few places where like, oh, I feel like I should, I need to have a gun with me. Mm-hmm. It's really just the States where I'm like, mm, having a gun would make me feel more comfortable. Yeah. No, the, the only time I've ever actually fired a gun is just for practice or for deer hunting. I've never thought about using it for self-defense. I just like guns. Hey, when things get back to, like, normal, if you ever want to go shooting, just let me know. Thanks. I'll check you up on that. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. It's been a, it's been a but, hot minute. Like, since I let my uh, armed guard card go, I haven't, like, been, re- I haven't been shooting regularly. So, hmm. I'm probably, like, a piss-poor shot at this point. Oh, I'm terrible. It's just fun. <laughs> oh, no, no. Look, it, for me, at one point, it was like a weekly hobby, like to go shooting. Like when mm-hmm. I when I first got into doing armed security, I was so paranoid about like getting shot on the job that I was like on the range at least once a week. Have you ever seen a Hitman's Bodyguard? I have not. But with us, it's really great. It's uh, it's Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, it's hilarious. And it's it's about a guy who does like armed security teams, and it's fantastic. You should watch it. I will definitely check it out. I've I've definitely I know what the movie is. It's just one of those movies I just never got around to seeing. Yeah, it's it's not like a masterpiece, but it's funny as hell. 
Like, like both actors do a great job. Uh, Some will hire because in it too. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. That's always a plus. Always mm-hmm. a plus to see Salma Hayek. Mm-hmm. Muy caliente. But hey, I have to get out of here. I have to take my puppy out on another walk. Well, that's perfect because I was just about to call last call on this motherfucker. Great. <laughs> so, Kira, before <laughs> well, you thank run, thank you very much. A pleasure mm-hmm. before you run. Where can they find you on the things? Where can they find you on the OnlyFans? Where can they see the Davian Awards? All that fun shit. <laughs> um, you can find me on Pornhub by just searching my name, Kira Noir. You can find me on OnlyFans at OnlyFans.com slash TheKiraNoir. You can find me on Twitter at TheKiraNoir. You can find me on Instagram at TheKiraNoirGram. And I'm pretty sure that's it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Be sure to check out Kira at the ABN Awards 2021 as the lovely hostess. <laughs> where she'll be like, Thank Look you. It. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be on ABN Stars, and we're, we're still doing it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Kira, but seriously, when you want to go shoot, let me know. But in the meantime... You can f- always find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook, twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. You can find the podcast at uh, Now We Drink on Twitter and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Hey. <laughs>